Hi, everybody. I'm Rick Todd. And I'm Jeremy Williams, and you're listening to Wine. Why Not? A Queer Podcast. Episode 47. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, in presidential terms, we don't know who 47 will be. Don't we? No. <laughs> oh. I mean, he would still be 46. Biden's Biden still wins, 46. And Trump would still be considered 45. No. No? Because, because he would be the 47th president. Well, I don't. I... There, there was a president who did that, who not did all the thing Trumps did, but uh, ran, then lost his reelection, then ran again and got like four years later, won another four years. If someone could research that and find out what gonna... number president he is, <laughs> I'm going to tell you. Like I went to, or no, I was watching something on TV, and there was a. Um, a scoreboard of some kind. So I just imagine he was giving a rallying speech at like a high school football game. And on like the visiting team, it said 45. And then the home team score said 47. So I think that this, this, these people believe that he'll be 47th if he wins. Can we just do this though? Can we just all make an agreement that we just, let's just not let it happen. And then we don't have to worry about it. We don't have to worry about what number to call him. We'll still call him old 45. I definitely think that there are some people who will not sign on to that agreement. <laughs> and therein lies the problem. I'm just asking you to rethink it. <laughs> Can we just skip it? Please. I'll tell you, I'll make you all a deal. If you do not vote for Trump, we will not vote for Biden. Everybody, <laughs> everyone, just take the day off. Um, How about this? If you all vote... So that Donald Trump does not get into the White House again, we promise not to do a week by week of So Fierce season two. Ooh, that's a good one too. Or just like the rest of the world, um, everyone just write in Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do vote him in, well, I mean, I would threaten that we're going to only cover Hallmark Christmas movies, <laughs> but, you know, we would be shut down. if that Only the bad ones. I'm just kidding. There are no bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily true. Um, I mean, they're all endearing in their own way, aren't they? I mean, yeah, sure, sure. Just like Trump supporters. <laughs> I'm sure there's good qualities about all of them. I'm sure. Huh? I'm sure one of those great qualities is that some of them listen to this podcast. So thank you for listening. Thank you for your listens. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, quick housekeeping. Yeah, sure. We, we have an email address. We do have an email address. Feel free to email us. Wow. Did I Ross that? <laughs> How high is my voice going to go? Feel free to email us at www.watermarkonline.com. at watermarkonline.com. Or check us out on social media. And I media. promise I'll check them one of these weeks. Yeah. Um, we also have a Facebook and an Instagram. So uh, at Wine, why not? Check us out. Leave us a comment. I, so um, for anybody who is, an, who is a reader of Watermark or has been for, re- for years, um, you know that I, am, I, I, I own the company now, but I wasn't the founder of it. Uh, and, we, and Tom, who founded it, we went by. We went by his office earlier. We did. And, and we got to to watch him try to say the name of the podcast, which makes me wonder if it's poorly named. We talked about this last time. Did we? About how like you have to explain to people what it means. Mm. 
And uh, I mean, because really, like a, a, a drunken recovering alcoholic, uh, talk about entertainment isn't an appealing name. Um, so all of my friends love the name. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I only have two to ask. So if one does and one doesn't, I'm a fifty-fifty. Um. Yeah. I mean, I, I. I. Are we at the point where we can't change it now? I mean, we haven't finished our full year. Maybe that will be our one year. It's like wine, wine, not the first year. What and if then, we did a contest? Wasn't there something where there was a contest and like I don't know, was it on John Stewart or something like that? And then it was like this really like, um, like kind of buzzkill McKillington one. Um, no, somebody was re- the a city was looking for someone to name one of their military ships, and the number yes. one vote was Bodie McBoat <laughs> or Bodie McBodie something, <laughs> and they came back and they're like, yeah, no. That is not going to happen. I need you all to be grown-ups and write in real names. Um, so some, they, most people wrote in Turd McFerguson. And they said, never mind. We'll name our own damn boat. <laughs> Turd McFerguson? Um, yeah, I believe that's what it was. Turd McFerguson. Don't you wish you could look it up? Yeah, I uh, I have no access to the internet at this moment. We're a so bare I'm... bones operation today. I mean, yeah. we got wires going everywhere, but we don't have Wi Fi going anywhere. No, no. Had a uh, had a little incident. The box uh, blew up. I don't know if it literally blew up, but it blew up in a metaphorical sense. The box blew up. <laughs> it tickled you. That did. That got me right. That got me right in the funny bone. Um, I'm writing that down as a possible episode <laughs> name. So yeah, so um, I am winging it uh, without the internet, but I have my notes in front of me, and if I need to, I have my phone to my left, which has five uh, G brought to you by Verizon Wireless. And do you know what we have that that I won't say no other podcast has, but not many possibly could. Um, Caitlin. Ka- oh, a Caitlin. We got a Caitlin. I mean, I there are literally thousands of podcasts, so I'm not going to make the blanket statement no podcasts have a Caitlin. Right. Cause, you but know. no podcasts have this Caitlin. That's true. That we're aware of. You're not cheating on So them, if so, you yeah. need to know something, just yell it out to Caitlin. She'll look it up. And after the podcast, when the microphones are not on, she'll tell us what it, what it really meant. <laughs> Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin. And then we'll have to tell you next time. <laughs> it's easy. It's easy and go easy. Apparently, I use words from uh, <laughs> the internet, and I'm not. I don't have any. Um, it's easy flow in here. So just shout out your answers. If we say, "Hey, Caitlin," just shout them out. I think the last one we could hear you a lot. Yeah, I think so. I listened to. We it. certainly could hear those eyes rolling. <laughs> we're sorry we don't if that were the, you if that was the case and no one would ever hear me speak they would just hear my eyes rolling um and for those lucky enough to get to see this you get to see it yes um can i say my favorite story about eye rolling sure um it involves my niece when she was like four years old i was dating someone that she was not a fan of and what's interesting is she was never a fan of this person. So, like, the whole family, she was a baby, barely, like, just goo-goo-ga-ga baby, right? And she's in a in a little chair thing, and we, we go to Olive Garden to meet the rest of the family. And, and he leans over, and he's like, hi. And she just, ah! 
screaming so mm. loud that we had to like i mean she had they had to take her outside and walk her around so she would calm down every time he looked at her she would do this so now she's like of speaking age right and she can she can react to things and it was new year's eve and he wanted like this silver onesie like i don't know if it was a baby new year kind of a thing i don't know but we went out and and had a quick drink before going home to where all my family is going to be at my house and he walks in wearing that and she walks by him she didn't say anything she just stopped looked at him and went and then walked on <laughs> wow she's a bitch children <laughs> um is this an ex that i've ever met or yes oh okay okay <laughs> it would be my most recent one then i know and almost everyone on this call knows <laughs> who you're talking about. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you you run a risk when you wear a onesie as an adult. <laughs> Some people just aren't going to get it. <laughs> it was it was a revealing outfit. <laughs> oh. It was a good time, though. I mean, good, yeah, he good, wanted good, good. you know, yeah, he wanted it. He got it. And he had a good time. That's how they met. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So um, real quick before we get into it, I'm drinking a new wine. So um, it is Locator, separated that way. Um, it uh, was a wine on sale at a certain grocery store that we go to that still doesn't pay us, so still isn't going to get a shout out. Um, but uh, it is a full-bodied, paired boldly, and enjoy wine. That's what it says on the label. Um, and then my favorite part is on the back. Um, it says Locator Wines. We celebrate California's vineyard bounty. Californians, which automatically makes me think of SNL. Mm-hmm. Um, know the best wine comes from your world-renowned valleys. Thank you for your world-renowned valleys, Californians. Like gag me with a spoon valley? I'm sure, yes. Is that before your time, Valley Girls? No, I mean, I, I, it was the 80s. I remember, yeah. I mean, as a kid, but I remember... I had uh, I had. Ever seen the movie Valley Girl with Nicolas Cage? Mm, no. <laughs> you know, I imagine that that would be like um, for my parents watching that would be like for me to try to watch a TikTok video today. Yeah, I'd be like, I have no idea what you're saying. I mean, you know, each ge- to each generation, a new language is born. That's true, and I am looking, I think, particularly aged <laughs> today. I should just shave. Speaking of which, um, got my gray beard coming out, and the uh, you, you do look a little grandpa. Um, the uh, the dictionaries, the various different ones, have all released their words of the year. Um, Mary, Riz, Riz is in one of them. Isn't Riz it? is in all of them. Um, one of them, Riz is the top word. A couple of them, Riz is in the ten words of the year. But Riz, um, which for for you oldies listening, um, is shortened for charisma. Do you remember? I don't know if, if if this is of age for you too, but there used to be a time where you would go to the dictionary to learn words, and the dictionary wouldn't go to you to learn them. Just saying. As as an as an aging man. Just Good story, that Grandpa. Out. That story had no riz whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure that was used properly. Can words have riz? I don't know. I don't know. I, you know what? Look yeah. it up in the dictionary and see if it's used in a sentence. Can I have the definition, please? 
Ah, oh, that reminds me. I always love that. The password is. And then they would just say the word. <laughs> like the old the game old show? password? Oh, yeah. Well, right. I watch old game shows. Oh. You know what it when when I don't get my golden girls, I watch game shows all night. That's what I go to bed to. And oh. unfortunately, by the time I'm going to bed, it's a game show called Baggage, hosted by Jerry Springer. And what what you do is you have like little baggage medium baggage and then big baggage and so Ooh. as the time goes on your th- what it is gets worse that bitch got some big baggage and then at the very end the person who is deciding who they want to go out with reveals their big baggage and the person they pick gets to say whether that's too much baggage for them or not one guy last night his medium baggage or big baggage was that he wears adult diapers um because he has a health issue or because he likes the feeling I think it's because he doesn't want to waste his time going to the bathroom. Yeah. I have seen. <gasps> Do you want to know what another guy's was? I'm sorry. I just have to sure. throw this out there. This guy was like a like a retired military. He had not retired military. He just was no longer in the military. That's retired military, right? No. No. So you either retire or you don't reenlist. Okay. So he didn't reenlist because he was young. Um, and his big baggage was, I have a small penis. That's not big baggage. Guess who she didn't pick? The tiny penis. Yes, like who I basically you should just say I don't want you to pick me. I mean, maybe I mean also like now everyone that sees this guy in his town is going to know he has a small penis. Maybe that is his kink. <laughs> uh, maybe. maybe he likes people to know. It takes all kinds. And um if if Twitter and Pornhub has taught me anything, there is an audience for everything. And if you if you pull up Pornhub, there is a section for teeny weenies, and people are is into it. Is it called teeny weenie? Uh, it's called small dicks. Is it called e- it's itsy a grown up site, weenie. Rick. We don't <laughs> use childish terms. <laughs> so you know what? Um, so when we went to we stopped by by Tom's office, the the founder yeah. of of Watermark, and mentioned this podcast to him, and that we have recently found out that we you know we get a substantial amount of listeners bi-weekly or not bi-weekly weekly and um that was it was exciting so i told him that because you know i i i think the world of tom and i and and he's sort of like a well he is the mentor of my life and i just you know i want him to be impressed and all of a sudden he's like oh well i have to drive to north carolina i'll be in the car for a long time so maybe i'll give it a listen and i'm sitting here listening to this conversation thinking god i hope he doesn't start with this issue <laughs> That'll be fine. First off, he's driving up today. This won't be up till this evening, so he'll be he'll be on the oh, road. Oh, is he driving today? I didn't, isn't that what he said? I, I thought he was heading out today. If you're heading out today, Tom, give us a call. Let us know. Start with episode nine. I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, yeah. So um, you know, there's 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 all kinds out there, and God bless that man. I mean, it's it, if Jerry Springer Shoot was hosting email. it, tell me what you think. I'm about sure tiny it's penises. from many uh, many years ago because I don't think that. Well, he's dead now, but I don't think he was doing much before he died um so i'm sure this is an older game show um but uh i'm sure that man has moved on and found happiness with a person i don't know what if he was looking for a male female or other um but a person who appreciates his teeny weeny what what show was it that oh no it was um we both watched that 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 new movie on netflix the guys that do the SNL skit. Oh no, it's on uh, Peacock. On Peacock, please don't destroy. Yes, the treasure of I don't know Booty Mountain, something like that. Yes, it wasn't Booty Mountain. I don't remember what it was called. It was but something yes, like but... that. 
It was the mountain they go up. If you've seen the movie, you know. If you know, you know. So that isn't that a thing where they were singing something about happiness and somebody yelled, ha, penis? Was it that movie or was it I don't or was remember. it fellow travelers? I feel like there was a drag performance and something we watched where somebody yelled, ha, penis. Oh, was that it, was happy. Uh, was happy greetings. Happy season. They had the drag scene in that. Yeah. I th- believe the happiness um, comes from that. I like that this, this conversation gets back to our roots. Like the first couple of uh, episodes that we did, we yeah. couldn't, we didn't know the name of anything or who started anything. And we were just like, you know, that thing that, that blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I feel like we're right there. Yes. But how, we was are. You, how was your week? Did you do anything exciting? My week was exciting. Um, yeah, we actually, you and I did something very exciting. My this week past was week. exciting in the following ways. Do you ever watch Intervention? No. <laughs> they have to write the letters to people when they do the intervention. Look, I can laugh at this. Um, and they, so every letter starts off basically your, your drinking has affected me in the following ways. And then they list them. So it just reminded me of that. Oh. I'm sorry to trigger you. <laughs> um, no, we actually, uh, last week, you and I were invited to um, Epcot. Oh, we, we have, I, I, it's been such a long week, I didn't even write that down. Oh, yeah. No, I, um, I am contractual, contractually obligated to talk about it. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not. Uh, but I told them I would. And uh, it was a really good time. We went to Epcot. Um, they, had their, they have their Festival of the Holidays going on. Um, it started up November 24th, somewhere around there, somewhere around Thanksgiving. Uh, and it runs through the end of the month and it's, uh, the, 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 the holidays at Epcot and they've got the candlelight processionals and, um, Santa Claus is there. They do some, uh, Hanukkah and Kwanzaa celebration. So they're, you know, all inclusive. They got a bunch of stuff. Um, but they had, they were launching a few things last week. So they invited us along with, uh, other media to, uh, to attend and, uh, check it out. So uh, we went and did that. They have, uh, I wrote the list down here. They just premiered their World Celebration Gardens, which is that big, beautiful light and garden space. Yeah, it's it's crazy, crazy fascinating at night. Yeah. Um, the Walt the Dreamer bronze statue, which we saw from afar. Um, people were lined up for it um, to sit next to him and stare out into the How great beyond. How many photos do you think exist in the world right now of people sitting next to him doing exactly what he's doing? thousands upon tens of thousands millions even uh caitlin said pull it back jeremy a million might be too many do Um, you think that we should get like um a a bronze statue of tom like looking over like the you know how we do that like the layout book kind of looking over it and reflecting on the issue dude just because he's listening Um, yeah, I think that'd be great. I mean, it hasn't been quite 100 years, but it will be 30 next year. Yeah, it will. And um, yeah, why not? Do a... I mean, when did they do this? Oh, you know what? We'll do the one that's out in front of the castle, and we'll do like a bronze statue of him holding my hand. <laughs> that made me... Um, uh, so yeah, so we didn't uh, partake, but there was a long line, people lining up to take pictures with Walt. Um, and then the big thing was... Uh, Luminous, the Symphony of Us, which is their new fireworks spectacular. Uh, they held a little, what do you got, like a little uh, shindig. Did you say symphony? Yeah, I did say symphony. The symphony of it us. It was a symphony of us. And by us, I mean the symphony of life, of all of us in a symphony. Symphony. 
Um, so yeah, it, they just say symphony a lot. It was a very, it was very circle of lifey, but yes. symphony of us. Um, but it was fantastic. Lots of lights and fireworks and smoke and water. And, um, I think that covers it. Yeah. Uh, water, but it was really good. There lights, was water, smoke, lights, singing, singing. Yes. So fireworks. much singing. There were songs. There was a lot of songs and singing. Yeah. I totally loved it. Lights on the ball. The Epcot ball. Catherine McPhee. Yes, Catherine McPhee. They had a couple of um, uh, Disney renditions by uh, some popular singers. Catherine McPhee does the uh, Rapunzel one. What was, I don't remember what the what was Rapunzel. Tangled. Tangled. Thank you. Does the Tangle song? See the light. I am the light. Follow the light. I see Go the into light. the light, Carolyn. Go into the light, Carolyn. <laughs> when when Kathleen McPhee. <laughs> says <laughs> go into the lot carolan i broke into tears it was the most heart moving segment of the show there were some tears there, okay there you and i are dead inside so this didn't hit us the way that it hit well, other people we're we're print media i mean they, <laughs> you we're not used to you real can't what, emotions. cry in print media nobody can see you so um there was obviously a lot of the uh media that was there were uh influencers and uh I mean, we didn't specifically ask who oh, was. Oh, I bet that's in the dictionary too now. Who is who is influencers? Who is television? Who is print? But you can kind of look at these gatherings. You can see who the influencers are. Who's yeah, print? They call media. them influencers, and they call us groomers. And those are very different. <laughs> um, anyway, so You're all teaching somebody how to do something. <laughs> um, so uh, there were scenes uh, of the show um, that. Uh, moved some of the, the influences who were there. The song from Toy yes. Story. That, that kind of got a bunch of people. Uh, that got uh, a group of uh, of people wiping tears from their eyes and uh, hyperventilating at their tables. Um, but good yeah, for it them. Was, yeah. It's nice to feel. Sometimes you need That's to rein, what I it, hear. rein it in. Um, You're talking to me right now. I'm talking to <laughs> you and the influencers. Um, sometimes you need to rein your emotions in. I save my crying for... Um, grocery store commercials around Thanksgiving and Christmas. <laughs> I save my crying for the shower, like everyone should. Uh, what did we watch where somebody did that? Was it last week? Uh, I'm sure it was fellow travelers. I feel. Oh yes. No, um, it was. Um, it was something else. Skippy cried in the shower, and he prayed. He cried in the. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. You're right. Um. Oh. Um. We got to see John Stamos. We got to hear him. I didn't see oh, him. Oh, you didn't see him. I got to see him. I, oh, that's right. I'm sorry. All the white lanyard people got to go uh, and watch something while us black lo- black lanyard losers had to walk around the park. I wasn't going to bring this up. <laughs> but yes, Richard was a bit butthurt <laughs> about the fact. So um, Disney is wonderful to us, and they've, they, they I, let yeah. us into a bunch of events. However... Um, they do segregate us into groups. I thought we got over this in the 60s, but whatever. <laughs> um, so some of us uh, had white lanyards and some of us had black lanyards. Um, white lanyards were the uh, specific media people, the reporters and the journalists that they invited. And then we were allowed to bring a plus one. <laughs> Richard was my plus one. Um, so he was a black lanyard. So everything, 99% of the stuff, White lanyards and black lanyards were allowed to come together and do. The um the However, funny part is is that while they're explaining this to me, she's looking at me with like this sad face. That's just like, but you know, I know sometimes uh, sometimes those with the black lanyards have to go in the places, and so if you have to go, you can go. And I was just like, 
I, was, I just wanted to beat on the glass and be like, I'm his boss. The o- the only thing that the white lanyards were allowed to go to that the black lanyards couldn't was the press conference. So they, it was just limited space. It actually, it was a huge space. It was in the... Um, there were probably 400 empty seats. Well, it was in the lobby. But even in the oh, okay. lobby, I mean, it was a huge space. If you've been, it's in the American colonizing area. <laughs> where... The American Adventure Pavilion. Yeah. So we go in there, and it's a great setup. And they had uh, one of the performers, whose name escapes me, I apologize, um, who performs the two original songs in the new uh, Luminous. She came out and performed. It was fantastic. But it was a press conference setting. So they did ask the Black Lanyards to wait outside while this this event occurred. (laughs) Which, which, by the way, worked out for me. Because, and I I will say this, I'm I'm joking about the Black Lanyard. I am so happy to just be there that I don't, I'll be a plus one. I just, it was, it's just really cool. And I love Disney. And it's fun to watch Jeremy turn into a Disney queen. And so, uh, or a Disney gay, as he likes to say. Um, But what they, one really cool thing that they did is that they gave each group a... $30 $30 gift card yes. to pay it forward to someone else. So what they wanted you to do was find somebody in the park and just give them a $30 gift card to Disney and say, happy holidays and walk away. Yeah. And so while you were in that, I got to walk around and just try to like find somebody And and you think it's, I don't know. It's not easy to just pick somebody to go give a gift card to partly because you don't have a Disney name tag on and people are so skeptical these days. But you had a black lanyard on. <laughs> which is why they all ran. Now, so so it's just like, um, I don't know. It's like, what do you say when you walk up to somebody? Like, they're going to think it's a scam or that they have to buy something. I But anyway, I, I found um, this nice um, woman and her daughter who were just kind of hanging out. And um, they were so grateful. I mean, it started off with like, um, this may sound weird, and I don't work here, but I'm here for. Um, hi, how you doing? Um, yeah. But I'm here for a media event, and we were given these gift cards to pass out, and you know, I just wanted to give you this holiday cheer and go, you know, buy a whatever you want. It was pretty cool. They very were nice. very happy, very oh, happy. She was like, as if as if to 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 be like, I never win anything, you know. But they were just kind of stunned. Uh, but I did walk away, and then I hid behind something and watched, and they did read the whole thing, so they knew it was, like, a legit. They give you something to ex- that explains to the person, yeah. like, hey, whoever, whoever crazy person gave this to you. Was... And I love if, that idea. I correct love that me idea. if I'm wrong, um, but I believe when we were at the, the getting all the, the cards and everything at the beginning and our lanyards, um, I believe they th- said that this was set up by Advent Health are yes. the ones who did this. So they partnered with Advent Health. So. To Advent Health, who... Um, uh, who bought up all the gift cards and said, hey, give these to people. So, you know, great during the holidays. What a great partnership that yeah. Disney entered into there. So you say, hey, I have this wonderful idea. You're paying all this money to sponsor this thing. Why don't you, in addition to that, buy <laughs> a ton of gift cards from us that we will hand out to our guests so that we look really cool. And yeah. it's a great deal. I mean, unless I, I like to think that Avon Health said, hey, I have this great idea. Why don't you let us buy gift cards? They're like, no, no. We'll give them to you. Like, no, it's the holidays. Let us treat you. And they bought them up at the uh, at, at the uh, request of Disney not to do it. But they said, no, no, no. We want to bring some holiday cheer. And they said, you know what? Because I, in my mind, Advent Health said twenty dollars, and Disney said, we'll add ten dollars on top of that. 
and that is in my mind how that's that exactly happened. what happened. Actually, they went over God to bronze. They went over to bronze uh, wall and dug in his pockets. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. I just there's a like we're skipping over a lot here about oh, it, the things that were going on there because there there are all these stations that are set up around oh, 15 holiday kitchens is what they call them. Yeah, and they're great and they have one uh you don't eat latkes but the the I forget what it was called. Oh, it's called Lahayam. Lahayam. God bless you. <laughs> I don't I don't know why my eyes bugged out when I said that. I was like Lahayam. Um and they had latkes there, which were delicious. And they also had black and white cookies, which they were did, huge yes. and good. Uh, so, they also had a nice uh, rye on, or um, pastrami. pastrami on rye. That's yeah. bad. Good and sandwich. So we got there kind of early. We got there like right when you could check in. And so the thing was until seven, we had made a whole lap around and ate all, a lot of the stuff on the one lap. We stopped at the next to Lakayam. They had a guy who was telling the story of Hanukkah and was playing, and that was entertaining. It was. I mean, I don't know if the Wiggles is looking for anybody to add to the team, but he was very wiggly. He was very wiggly. Wiggle-esque. Wiggle-esque. Yeah, I don't um, even think he was, like, wiggling around. No, he, he just had just a, a, a very like... kids' entertainer energy, which, I, I mean, obviously the kids were around learning about the Maccabees, so um, that that was the intent. But he had some great um, kid television energy. Not to be confused with the Catherine McPhees. Uh, that's a different, different, different group breed. flown out of Egypt. <laughs> So um, so we had made our way all the way around, and we had eaten things, and then we were like, oh, okay, well, we still have an hour and a half before you have to be at your white lanyard party. And so we decided to go around and, and do the cookie challenge, which oh, is yes. like eat all the cookies, and then you get yeah, a free one. Yeah, each of the holiday kitchens has uh, – well, most of the holiday kitchens has a little uh, a specialty cookie, and you get a little passport book. And when you get the cookie, they stamp it, and if you get five stamps – um, you get a special cookie prize, which we by the time we finished with the fireworks and got over there, it was already closed up, so we didn't get our special cookie prize. However, we did learn that it is a sugar cookie with the star from the new Disney movie Wish on it. So go get it. Go get your Wish star. Yeah. Every time I hear Disney and Wish, it reminds me of this commercial that they do for their cruise line, and I can't stand the commercial. <laughs> Because it says something that is just that cannot possibly be true. Mm, I'm starting to see why they gave you a black line. A dream <laughs> is a wish your heart makes. Yes. That can't be true. A dream is a wish your heart makes when you're fast asleep. Do you not know the song? I but I, I, I get the concept. I just don't agree with it. I don't think a dream is a wish your heart makes. I think it's a dream is just, you know, brain synapses firing because you either ate too late or you watched a TV show that stuck with you. Now, <laughs> I, had Thanks, terrible, Carl Sagan. <laughs> I had this terrible dream the other night that my husband left me. It is not a wish that my heart made. Sounds like Dude. a dream your husband's heart made. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, every time I see that, I'm like, it is nuts. Anyway, I do love Disney. Do and I'm you very wish upon a star when you see one? Every Way one? up when the clouds are far? No, so, that's not the right oh lyric. God, you, I can't, all of a sudden, you were in the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> You're in the, the Magic Kingdom of Oz. <laughs> I don't have internet. I have no lyrics. <laughs> Bad um, Disney game. Bad. But I do. I do. I, I mean, yes. I until recently never saw myself. What is it? 
does make no difference who you are. Because it is a dream when you're fast asleep that your wish is. In the- <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna believe right, no one say anything. You say it correctly and I will no longer hate that commercial. A dream is a wish your heart makes when oh. you're fast asleep. I can't I can't honor that commitment. Yeah! I still hate that commercial. <laughs> um I remember because that's from Cinderella. And I remember as a kid, my parents had this friend, this, you know, couple friend, and we would go to their house all the time. And they had a little kid who watched um, Cinderella on v- It was the VHS one with the giant case, the little click uh, that you pop open. And we watched that movie maybe a million times at their house. I mean, it was just on all the time. And we would just watch it back to back to back. Good movie. Good flick. Not, not his full name, but who's the guy that we met? Alex? Alex, yeah. Alex, from yeah. Uh, he's yeah, he's our he's I our say con- our. He's our contact over he's, he's that's fair. He's your con he's, he's your contact and your plus one's contact. <laughs> he is uh I introduced you. Yeah, you know. You made a good impression. She, you might get your own email. Uh, well, not after this. You're on your way to he's, a white he's, lanyard. He's, he's listening to this and we're like, mm. He's like Jeremy? I'm gonna get a green yes. lanyard next time and they're gonna Rick? Be like, no. <laughs> I no, I loved it. And and he was delightful and, and everyone that we met there. And we actually Somebody that works there, we were talking to. We yes, did a story. I on didn't her. write her name down. I should have wrote her name down. But um, she has a. St- we did a story on her a couple of years ago, and she has it, uh, the print story, framed and hung up on her wall. And I thought that was That's amazing. Awesome. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, super nice. Everybody was super nice, and it was really cool to watch the fireworks show uh, with the people who work there that worked yes. on it because they were loving it, and that was really cool. And uh, this is we we had this long conversation earlier about how much I love social media. No, he doesn't. Um, and here's a up. here's an example why. And, and there's this Facebook group that I was somehow forced to go to because my roommate keeps sending me things that these that that people in this Facebook group say. And it's like it's an annual pass holder Facebook group. Mm. And it's just such the comments on there. I'm like, do you are you all just angry? Like you go to Disney is like the happiest place on earth. These are not the happiest people. They're they have had no dreams. Their hearts have made no wishes. Mm. They're angry, bitter people. And not even a minute after that ended, somebody put on there, meh. <laughs> and somebody yeah. else was like, Illuminations was so much better. Is that what it's called? Illuminations? That was the f- the one before. Yeah, I believe so. And like, they're everybody's talking about. Oh, this one's better. It's all subjective <laughs> art. Everybody has, you know, it's just you know, yeah. Also, I mean. I have always been a fan of Disney, but it's shit like that that has made me not want to self-identify as a Disney gay or an adult Disney fan. Because it's my same complaint with most, not all, but most pet owners. I don't dislike pets and I don't like di- dislike Disney, but the people who force you to listen to their stupid pet stories or criticize Disney... Because they're like, I am an annual pass holder, and I go all the time, and I, I prefer this, this, and this, and you fuck this up. I can't stand people who gatekeep on shit. You Jeremy I mean? Jeremy has a, a pact with anti-PETA, and every time he <laughs> trashes dog hunters, anti-PETA sends him a free Lego set. Yeah! <laughs> um, I just have a problem with people who shove their shit down your throat. And I'm sorry, pet people do it. Parents do it with their kids. <laughs> Well, then I know two girls that you would not be a fan of. <laughs> Have we talked about that on this podcast? Yet? I don't think so. Which uh, girls? Two girls. And one cup? Yes. Oh. 
I am not Never a fan. Never watch that. Never watch that. I am that. not a fan. Um, I used to try to like, because I, I feel like I said this on here, but I don't know if I did. I used to try to like rename the link to something like really cute puppies and send it to Jen. Yeah. And she would ever, she would reply to me and say, I know what you're doing and I'm not watching that stupid thing. <clears throat> wow, there's watch, some crazy shit back in the day. Yeah. Watching, um, watching people's reaction to that kind of make me laugh, but yeah, it's tough. It's a tough watch. I, it's not going to win any short film awards. I will not watch the film itself, but I do enjoy watching the reactions of people watching it, especially the ones who make their grandmothers watch it. I was like, uh, you all are hateful people. I need to. I need you to watch it and react to it live. Mm. Oh, if you just don't have internet. Too bad. No. Sorry. <laughs> did, you, um, did you do anything else? All we're going to do is talk for four hours about what we did this week. Um... Not really. I mean, we had our holiday, uh, Watermark's holiday dinner. The staff we got did. together, we so that was fun. Firebirds, which is really nice. Um, but uh, other than that, um, I may or may not, I'm not going to confirm, but I may or may have been not been suffering from a wine headache this weekend. This so, morning. Uh, <laughs> this morning, there's a little bit of a headache. Um, so I spent the entire weekend uh, on the couch, vegging out, watching the Hallmark Channel. Uh, and I... I watched some uh, some decent uh, Hallmark Christmas movies, which I didn't think there were any. Which you have watched, um, you have seen like three or four of them. Yeah, yeah. Mostly the ones we've talked about on this show. Um, See, the I thing watched about, that one last week. The thing about Hallmark movies is they're, they're kind of like Lifetime movies. Mm-hmm. And that's that if you watch the first five minutes, you're kind of hooked. Yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it, I won't say that they're, you're not going to find any Oscar winning uh, movies uh, on Hallmark, but they're all very charming and very endearing. And yeah, you start watching them and you're like, I know exactly what happens when a big city girl goes to the small town and meets the guy that she went to high school with. But let's see if this one's different. <laughs> and it's not. But it's still a charming, adoring, mo- uh, adorable movie. And uh, I watched quite a few of them this weekend. Uh, do you know how it's so interesting to watch how many of them start off with some with some some girl working at a at a at a big you know um high rise or yeah. what do they call them skyscrapers uh in a big city um and her her asshole boyfriend is treating her like dirt and she's like ah it's okay and then she's the like holidays will make him a better person yeah or or oh it's okay i'm gonna i'll miss you for the two weeks i go you know and then go she, back to my grandma's farm right. in kentucky do you know that there's a there's a meme going around that's um that says that Mrs. Claus was like a an ex advertising executive <laughs> or something that went home for the holidays and fell in love with the local toy maker. Yeah. And now she's living in hell for That is decades. every Hallmark movie. Yeah. It um so after a while, like when I before it was cool, like before they started making like this is my Hallmark, you know, Christmas movie blanket cuz yeah. they sell those things. Before they made all those, I was a big fan of watching them. And then it became like, you know, once they took over, I, I don't mind, you know, that you get a couple of weeks of it, but they start before Thanksgiving now playing them. And yeah. so they don't play the Golden Girls. Just play the Golden Girls at night so I can go to bed at the Golden Girls. You know that all of the Golden Girl episodes are on Hulu. Yeah, but, you know, but then what what doesn't happen is I watch them on Sling uh-huh. and, <laughs> and the Golden Girls on Sling. <laughs> Bull Hench is a big fan. Um, that the it'll just play through the night, but you know on Hulu after a while it's like, are you still there? 
Hello. Is there not a way to turn that off? I feel like there is because I feel like my Hulu runs all night. <laughs> there are no breaks. My Hulu runs all night. Um, I I don't know if I think that's a setting you can turn off. I know it's not. A, you can't turn it off on Netflix because Netflix. That I refuse to watch Netflix when I go to bed because it will always ask you like three episodes in. Are you still watching? Don't ask me. Just keep playing. Hulu, we have verification. Hulu can be turned off. Do you know off. what you can't do on Hulu, though? And I find it super obnoxious. Putting commercial breaks? You can't mark shows as read, as watched. Like, I watched the show. Um, so, oh. so, like, let's say I've watched um, I've watched the whole... I went back and watched all of ER. If I went and watched the first episode, then it would tell me I had, like, 2,000 episodes unwatched. And it would always have that mark by them. And I hate that. Interesting. Because you can't go in and say, say I've watched all of these. Anyway. I'm sorry. Fascinating, right? Anything else? Anything else this week? Oh, God. Um, we went to that. So. Do you want to talk about that press conference? We went to that today. Oh, we did go to a press conference today. I didn't write notes on that. So it's house. It's, it's uh, you know, we don't. I can't pull it up. We always talk. Pull like, up the story. Remember when we first started this podcast and we're like, we're going to talk about news. And then we never did. Yeah. Except no- once or twice. Nobody wanted to hear that. <laughs> uh, well, we did. We locally, uh, so we're in Florida, and the Florida House has introduced House Bill five nine nine, or is it's, it five five nine? It's five nine nine. Five nine nine, which is basically, and I say it like this because I know it will piss off the governor, and that's that's fine by me. Is that it's basically don't say gay or trans for for non for employment and, for the for and, employment uh, yeah or for work or at work I think is what they were saying. <laughs> And it's absurd and it's ridiculous. And, it, you know, it's definitely just the joke of, of all of this is that people come up with these bills and they don't even they don't fucking care. They don't care about it. They just want to rile people up and get money for the next election. And they they don't have the talent at which to govern. So they just do stupid things like this and make people fight with each other about non-existent problems while our property taxes and homeowners insurance are skyrocketing and they're all pocketing. So, you know, that was what the conference was about. Yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, Howard Dean. So if, uh, if you want to change it, um, they are having, they, don't, they used to call them lobby days, but they call Correct. it what pride days at Tallahassee or whatever they call it. Now, January 16th and 17th, um, the pride chamber and equality, Florida, and um, maybe Watermark. We'll talk about it. Maybe Watermark will be up there. And um, they're going to be uh, doing their, their what used to be the lobby days as they start. Uh, um, all the lawmakers start coming into Tallahassee and um, start uh, pumping in all those bills, many of which will be anti-queer bills, you know, I'm sure. Maybe it's because I saw Rustin, but I'm kind of feeling like. Where'd you see him? Where when was I he? when I went to sleep and it, it, apparently it was a oh, it was a wish. Rustin was made. a dream your heart made. Um, I'm thinking we got five weeks, six weeks till till then. Oh yeah, let's let's do it. Let's organize. We need two hundred and fifty thousand people to march in Tallahassee Can to make you it happen. Hear the people sing, <laughs> singing the song of angry men. That's my Gavroche. and women. That's the best I can do. And them. I need a flag. Who, however you identify. See, we have to change the lyrics. <laughs> angry men there's it's whoever you want to be this is the story that's the point. of our siblings 
This is the story of our siblings. <laughs> <laughs> I will have an entire playlist for us to sing up there. You know what's um, funny to me is like I just I try to p- I pay attention to to my surroundings from time to time, and Caitlin's usually sitting over here. Yes, to my and, left, your right, and she and she writes down everything that we say that she thinks is funny. She has written like two things down this whole time. She's not writing anything down. Caitlin, how many funny things are on your list? Night. Caitlin? I don't want I don't like that kind of pressure. How many things are on your list? And <laughs> we can determine whether they're funny or not. You tell us a number, we will let you know if they're funny. Ooh. Oh. A funny dozen. I think maybe six of those are funny. You're being a little gracious. <laughs> Speaking of things that aren't funny. No, um, <laughs> I cleaned out my garage this week. Oh, how did that, that nice. Uh, tell us about your garage cleaning. The thing about me is I get motivated to do something, and then in an instant that motivation can go away. So Jen and I were going to leave. Um, Dylan's birthday is coming up, and so yep. we were going to leave and go buy him a birthday present. And I said, there, I said, I think what we should do is clean the garage. And now that that is, it's not just organizing it. It's taking everything out of it painting it and taking everything back in because half of it's painted half of it's not it's a mess uh and then but half the half that's the gym because we have a gym set up or Mm -hmm. we had one uh and then it like stuff just overtook it so it's basically like let's get it set up so it's all functional again and let's let's take care of this and i said we can go get this present but if we go get the present and then go get breakfast my motivation will be gone in fact if i walk outside this door my motivation might be gone i was like so let's order food and let's get to work and so we decided to do that 10 hours later damn we were done and uh it it basically killed me so the next day i laid in on the couch all day 10 hours on the couch watching television that was my entire weekend i on saturday i chopped up a bunch of shit and threw it in the crock pot um and i was like "Mm, i need this to be healthy so i dumped in a container of chicken gizzards i don't know if you all are a fan of chicken gizzards i can love them and you can get like 40 chicken gizzards for two dollars so don't don't make that face you let me finish don't make that face so on top of that, I piled a bunch of kale, then I poured chicken broth, and then put it in the crock pot, had a bunch of vegetables, and let it go for 10 hours. Now, chicken gizzards are usually very tough and chewy, but if you let them go for 10 hours in a crock pot, they are so tender and so juicy. And it, I dumped some quinoa in there about an hour before I turned it off, and it turned into like a nice little casserole. Mm. So, it's good, healthy eating. So what we've got here is kale, mm. quinoa. Yeah. And chicken gizzards. Yeah. Don't knock until you try it. Anyway, what I'm saying is um, those lazy days where you dump a bunch of shit in a crock pot and then just yeah. veg out on holiday movies on Did Hallmark. Is that, is that what it was for you? It was all, all Hallmark? Oh, I, I put on Hallmark and I just left it on. I finished um, The Gilded Age, which I was a big fan of. Oh, yeah. Big fan of The Gilded, Day, Gilded Age. Um, watched the Please Don't Destroy movie. Uh, I watched that last week. I almost watched Genie. Did you watch that? I haven't seen Genie yet. So I might watch that. Um, but then we started watching Invasion on um, Apple TV. Apple mm. Plus? I haven't, I haven't re-upped my Apple yet. Um, we watched the first season of it, and the second season came out a while ago. It's already done. Uh, but we started watching it, and now I'm hooked on that again. But now I also realized, once I turned on Apple Plus, that 
the one that we said we were going to watch. The morning show. The morning show. Yes, that is. I'm probably going to start watching that too. I need to. I need to re up my Apple so I can start finish that up. Um, cause yeah, cause we are reaching the end of the show that we were talking about, so we're going to have to have to talk about something else. Did you get what you wanted from the from your Secret Santa? I did. I did. Um, what was uh, it? I got a Lego set um, to carry on my Disney <laughs> fandom. Um, I got the mini uh, Lego Cinderella castle oh, very from Walt nice. Disney World because the actual castle is like four or five hundred dollars, and I can I can swing that right now. And it's a little outside the budget for Secret As, Santa. Yeah, a little outside of the Secret Santa budget, but this one's cute. It's a, a miniature version. It comes with Mickey in a tuxedo, um, and I have found myself over the last year. Um, non-intentionally collecting Mickey minifigures from Lego. So I've got a bunch of Mickey Lego uh, hmm. minifigures. So the little tuxedo Mickey will go right next to... Um, right next to... Oh, my God. Is my battery dying already? Oh, I'm at 19%. Do we have a... Do we have, do we have a plug in the house? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so I got uh, I it was wonderful. Um, Sam, who's uh, our senior, thank you, our senior sales rep, uh, got it for me, and uh, I realized um, this wish list thing because we do Elfster is what we do in the office. Mm-hmm. We we sign up for Elfster, so I have a little wish list on there, and I realized I can send that out to other people other than who are on the Secret Santa list. So other people who were like, oh, I'm gonna get you a Christmas gift, I'm sending them my link, and I'm like, here's what I want. It's really handy. I really dig it. That's very nice. You don't need to send that to me. <laughs> I didn't think I did. <laughs> don't worry. Should we do gifts? I got your Christmas card. <laughs> <laughs> very cute. Very cute. Um, <laughs> I love that Christmas card. The, uh, Jeremy hates dogs. Period. I don't hate dogs. But he, no, he hates dogs in clothes. I cannot stand dogs dressed in clothes. And it's so weird to me. Dylan and I took a picture of our two dogs in, in like onesies, in, in matching clothes. Like we're You're all no, no, not just the dogs. The entire photo is them and the dogs, all of them. No, in... I match. Like I'm wearing the same pattern Amber's wearing, and he's wearing the same pattern Becky's wearing, yeah. and then we're holding our dogs. It's adorable. Anyway, you were saying, did you get what you wanted? <laughs> I well, um, I it's an automated system, so my husband drew my name. Oh yeah, there's got to be a way to. St- you can't get your husband for the work secret Santa. Do you know that what I told weird. him? I said, I said, I feel bad for you, and he's like, why? And I was like, because you have to buy me more. <laughs> like this doesn't count as Christmas. Did he? Did he approach this as sweet? This is all. <laughs> I think he's he getting. might have, and you're like. Uh. <laughs> Because when he when I said I said Rick who'd you get or who got you and you said Dylan, your husband can't get you. Dylan shot me a look like shut up. <laughs> now I've only got to buy one gift. Watch him like try to go into the closet or wherever, wherever and I keep rewrap what he got them. you. What did he? I saw he got you some kitchen gear. He did. I'm a big fan of like silicone spatulas. That's what I mm-hmm. used to stir um, icing colors for Bay Bay Bakes. That's what <gasps> I used to stir. Everything. Bay Bay Bakes should pay for that. Um, little ad. Bay Bay Bakes. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Um, he and I kind of have a. It's not even a real thing. We don't. <laughs> we just take <laughs> pictures and put them up there. And one day we're like, we'll start a business uh, where we make them. But um, we love making ice sugar cookies, and so it's a lot of. A lot of different colors, and, you, and I, I just have one silicone spatula right now, so every time I make a different color, I wash it and do it and wash it. So now I can just 
go to town with it. So he got me that, and he got me a um, a book on recipes for 100 cookies. So we're going to make 100 cookies. Nice. And he got me something else that I don't remember what it was. Then what? Once you finish those 100 cookies, then what? <laughs> That's for life. I didn't I mean to put you on I the know. spot. I was, like, I was like, oh, geez, I guess what I'll just What will you do with your I life after that, Rick? I guess I'll just die. I'll make 99 and I'll save the one recipe. To quote an award-winning journalist that we both heard today. Why? <laughs> Is that who that was? Yeah. That was uh, the award-winning journalist whose name escapes me right now. Well, don't say but it. She was if, at you're gonna press ma- if you're going to make fun of it, don't say the name. No, no, no. I'm not making fun. But it why? was. But she did from the back of the room. She was like, "I want to know why." It was very. <laughs> it was very Sally Field from Steel Magnolias. She's like, "They're taking away the rights for the gays, and I want to know why." <laughs> oh, that's so funny. To me, it sounded more like why. Oh, like Harvey Firestein is not I like that. Why is it spicy? <laughs> You and I heard two very different journalists. <laughs> yeah, I loved it because then there were a couple of other questions, and it was like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry to ask this, but I just want to know why, why." <laughs> I hate to keep bringing it up, but why? You still haven't answered. You have why? not told me why. Oh, that was some funny shit. Um, yeah. Anyway, so we have um, we had we had some assignments. Yes, yes, yes. Now so that, t- that was our weeks. All right, so we 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 like to hit fellow travelers. Oh. first, we'll we'll do that. Yes, we'll do that. I just realized we went. Hey, we went very long. Minutes. So uh, this is the abridged we'll the bridge s- version. We'll try to skippy through this one. Okay, so um, one thing I do want to mention: it is the seventh episode of uh, Fellow Travelers. Next week is the series finale. It's a mini series, so it's not like it's coming back. Can I point something out? Sure. See, I always say like, "Well, let's get through this fast," and then every time you say a word, I'm like, oh, "Let me go." Uh, if you notice where it, where it lists the shows, and it says there's seven episodes, and it says episode eight coming soon, season finale. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it say series finale? Where are you looking on Max? No, I mean on Paramount. Paramount, whatever. Um, it's whatever they put on there. It's been listed as a a mini series, so they are not expecting to. Just wonder if they're leaving the door open. Um, I mean, maybe if they do, then um, they're gonna piss off all of the voters at Critics Choice and Golden Globes because this morning Golden Globe nominations came out, oh. and fellow travelers got a nomination for best limited series. Meaning you're not allowed to make anymore. You told us this was a Didn't miniseries. American Horror Story. No, it happened with um, White Lotus. It happened with White Lotus. It happened with America. A bunch of shows, they're like, hey, we're a, we're just a miniseries. And then when it's a hit, the, the uh, station is like, or the cable network, it's like, hey, we want more. So then they put it out. American Horror Story for the first season cleaned up award season. In limited good, series. Good series. And then they were like, oh, by the way, we're announcing a second season. They're like, no, 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 no. Now you got to be in the regular dramas. And now they never get nominated because, you know, there's there's serial or seasonal dramas that uh, are much better than American yeah. Horror Story, at least in the later seasons. But uh, this morning, Golden Globes, uh, Fellow Travelers did get a Best Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television nomination. 
Um, and Matt Bomer got a nomination for Best Actor in the Limited Series. Um, that on top of last week, uh, late last week, uh, Critics' Choice also nominated for Best Limited Series, Matt Bomer for Best Actor, and Jonathan Bailey for Best Supporting Actor in a Limited Series. So oh, Golden Globes and only got two nominations. Only two nominations. But um, Limited Series are only... They only have five categories mm-hmm. for limited series. So you have the main, the limited series, then you have actor, actress, and then the supporting, which sucks for all of television, is all lumped together. So, so limited series gets their oh. own actor, actress, drama gets their own actor, actress, and comedy musical gets their own actor, actress. Supporting, it's all of them combined. There's only one category for supporting across all of those platforms. Who's Matt Bomer up against? Matt Bomer is up against. Um, I don't know. I don't have internet. <laughs> But I I can look it up and then you can just read it off of the TV. I bet he has a very good chance of winning because I remember reading through the uh, the nominees and thinking, oh, yeah, he's got this locked up. But I might just be saying that because it's Matt Bomer. Um, So, yeah, so this is uh, this is nominated for several things. So um, it's uh, it's definitely uh, making waves with people. So that's good. Is it just going to list them? No, you just got to go down. So there's motion picture. Keep going. Keep going. We're still in movies. Here we go. Keep going. We're in now. That's drama. Oh, he should totally win. Pedro Pascal. The Last of Us is up for um, drama series, drama actor, drama actress. And I want all three to clean up uh, because that was by far one of the best series I've seen ever. Um, so there's limited series. We've got it's up. Fellow travelers up against beef lessons in chemistry. Daisy Jones and the Six. All the light we cannot see. And Fargo. Mm-hmm. Um, beef is probably its biggest competition there. And for best performance by an actor in limited series, Matt Bomer for Fellow Travelers. Sam Kalfkin for Daisy Jones and the Six. John Hamm for Fargo. Woody Harrelson for White House Plumbers. David Yolo for Lawmen Bass Reeves and Stephen Yun for Beef. I will say, while I am rooting for Matt Bomer, um, Beef has been like critical darling all year. So Beef will probably take Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Limited Series. Hmm. That's on Netflix. You give it a watch. What's it about? Beef. That the two, the no the the the, act, the the lead actor and the lead actress have beef with each other. That's the all I know. I haven't watched it because I haven't had Netflix all year. I just got Netflix back, so it's on my list of things to catch up on. But uh, it got great reviews, and um, Stephen Yoon, who is nominated, is he's the one from um, The Walking Dead, the one who gets beat with the baseball. Oh bat. yeah, yeah. He was in Parasite. No, no. he was in Minari. He was also in um, uh, Jordan Peele's latest. What was that one? Oh, with the alien? right. Nah. Nuh-uh. Nah. Nuh-uh. Nope. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I knew we'd get there. Um, but I hear he's amazing in it, and I hear this. it's a limited series. I hear it's amazing. So definitely check that out. Um, I have a long list, as we're getting into award season, of movies and TV shows um, that I need to check out so that I'm well-versed. Um, in, uh, cause you can't say, oh, that shouldn't have won if you've never seen it. So I'll check it out. And then when Matt Bomer loses, I'll be like, no, he should have won. <laughs> so I'll say that episode seven starts off in a way that I thoroughly enjoyed. And that is that I, finally it's about the gay rights movement. 
Yes. And the that, name of the episode is White Knights, um, which is um, based a take from the White Knight riots uh, in 1979 in San Francisco. And um, it's there's they play a clip in the beginning where Anita Bryant is, is famously on some talk show and somebody from the audience runs up and throws a pie in her face. Yes. And I love watching that over and over and over. So I appreciate it. Yes. Um, so the episode, it opens with with clips um, uh, to various events going on. It is 1978. Um, and it the, one of the famous clips that it uh, that it has in its little newsreel is uh, that famous clip of Diane Feinstein, uh, Diana Feinstein. Diane. Diane Feinstein, um, who's on the steps of San Francisco City Hall telling all the reporters that Harvey Milk and the mayor of San Francisco, George Moscone, has been shot and killed. And then we jump to six months later, May 1979. Not only was this episode going on then, a little event that happened around this time, a few weeks after this, Jeremy was born. That's right. That's right. 1979. June, this guy came into the How world. How could they just gloss over that? I know, right? Not a single mention in this show, and that is why Beef will win. <laughs> um, so yeah, so the, the, the show opens up 1978 um, with that clip. Fast forward six months, we're in San Francisco, May 1979. Skippy is working as a social worker um, at an LGBT center or some sort of health uh, mental health center um, with Freddie? Did I? Frankie. 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 Um, and uh, Skippy gets a postcard from Hawk saying that he needs him. Um, very ominous. It's like, oh, what's going on? Because uh, this is, I mean, last episode closed in 1968. So this is about a decade after the last episode. Yeah. And uh, we were kind of wrong in our prediction. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. Maybe he was. But um, so so yeah, so Hawks like I need. I mean, you. it would have been a safer prediction to to have suggested that maybe he would OD since he was a child showing up at the cabin having being high. You know, he had an acid trip. Who knew that this could have happened? Nancy Reagan. Nancy Reagan said, "Gateway drugs." Just say no. So um, yeah, we do find out um, the postcard is sent. Um, uh, that uh, oh, because Skippy calls the house and talks to to Lucy, and says, "I'm sorry for your loss." We find out the loss is that her son uh, Jackson um, died of an er- heroin overdose. Um, he also finds out Hawk is is having trouble with drinking. He's an alcoholic, and every time he drinks, he reaches out to Skippy, um, and you know basically says, oh, I, "I need you to come to me." You know how it is. They drink and then they call you at three in the cup like more than they're like, hey, you up? It's like that Lady A song. That, it's a quarter after one. Oh, yes. I appreciate you using the new name. <laughs> I didn't want to have to edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, th- we cut to uh, Hawk is in Fire Island living his best gay life with drugs and alcohol. And Skippy joins him there. He, he shows up because he got the little postcard from Hawk. And uh, he meets all the Hawks friends. And can I say, um, right off the bat, bunch of assholes. <laughs> he hangs out with a bunch of assholes. 
I did not care for that group. I would yeah. not hang out with that One group. One of them was not so bad. Yeah, it, later, yeah, but it later turns on. out, yeah, it, he, yeah they, he becomes a little more you know endearing it is, It's just him. a group of catty gays. Yeah. Like, he walks in, and they're all like, oh. And also, like, like Hawk oh my is God, a good-looking guy. It's the love of his life. Hawk is rich, good-looking, and mm-hmm. is probably financing all the drugs. So oh, here yeah. comes. Here comes, you know, Priest Skippy. Here comes Mom the, to break up the right, party. And that's why they're all like, oh. Do you know what I did write down, though, is that Craig? Greg. 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 Oh, boy to- I referred to him as Boy Toy. Boy Toy Greg. He listens to Wham. Yes, he does. <laughs> and I'm not even sure Wham was out at this point, but yeah. he definitely listens if you to ever, Wham. If you've ever seen somebody who listens to Wham, it's this guy. Yes. Definitely this is the type of guy you wake up before you go-go. Um, that's a Wham song. <laughs> So we we get introduced to all of them, and then we cut to Marcus. Marcus is in San Francisco. He's a teacher, um, and uh, he's we were introduced to him in this episode in a really interesting way. He's he's teaching this class, and um, Harvey Milk has recently died, and this little schmuck in the front of the class who's basically is like, mm, oh well, the queer died, no one cares. And uh, what was the guy's name in the back? The the gay kid. His name escaped me. I have, I apologize for this, but I have written down homeless student is what I have written down because we find out that he is homeless um, after class ends because they had said some things about uh, Harvey Milk. He goes up to Marcus and he's like, why didn't you say something? And basically tells Marcus, I know you're gay. And he goes, you're a single teacher. Um, you know, you're a bachelor. And uh, he's like, you know, I know that you're you're one of us and you didn't stand up for Harvey. And that sucks. Jerome. Jerome. So his response is after he he rightfully calls out Marcus says, hey, you should have stood up for him. And he goes, you smell and you're wearing the same clothes. <laughs> you must be homeless. And I'm like, dude, and then they're both, have you ever heard attacked? Yeah. He was like, you're gay. And he's yeah, like, and he goes, you're he goes, hopeless. This is this. This conversation is crossing boundaries. And then he goes, you smell and you're homeless. And he goes, this is this conversation is crossing boundaries. But I was like, dude, he's telling you, why didn't you stand up for Harvey Milk? And your response is, you smell like shit. Get out of my class. Um, so, yeah. So we're introduced to, to, to Jerome. Um, then uh, we check in with Hawk's daughter who is uh, grown and pregnant. She's got a baby in the uh, bun she's in the oven. She's grown and growing. Yes. And uh, she's with her mom, and she's like, what's going on with dad? And she's like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and um, <laughs> we reached the reenactment point of the yes. bottle of wine. That was my favorite last time when you're like, <laughs> we're, we're talking about some show, and you're like, and then he kissed him, and, and he was like, oh, I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lucy doesn't want to talk about it. Um, so then, um, so, you know, we cut back to, to Hawk. And I do want to point out that for all of Hawk's shortcomings and him being an alcoholic and a cheater and a horrible person and a terrible human being, damn, that man got some abs. <laughs> Those He's were big. like abs of abs of abs. Do you know that, I, have you watched, you haven't watched any of the extras things. No, I haven't. He eats like nothing. Um, he, I, I, well, it looks good on I'm him. I'm trying to think of what of what it, what it is specifically that he eats. It's like, he only eats like chicken gizzards. <laughs> 
No, I can say right now he does no. not only eat chicken gizzards and quinoa because I don't have Matt Bomer abs and I well, eat just, chicken gizzards and quinoa. He, no, he it's something like quinoa and something, but it's not that. But he he eats like only like he whatever would give you zero percent body fat. That's what he eats. Well, it's working because then yeah, more he's some got abs. a killer body. So um, he, Hawk and Skippy are hanging out on the beach, and Hawk's like, so these are my abs. And he's like, they're very nice. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, come on, I want to show you something. Run with me. Run with me on the beach. And they skip and run around the beach, and he picks them up and runs from the water. Very gay. All very gay. Very but Fire very, Islandy gay. Very, yeah, very kind of we're just boys in love for the summer gay. Now, this made me laugh because, you know, when, he, when Skippy first gets there and Hawk's in that bathroom, and he's just got like, I don't know a a buffet of drugs if you will the, and i i don't know how many people he intended to show up but he had lines for lines for lines of cocaine lined up you know and i got confused because usually in movies like those little brown bottles are like vials of cocaine oh and yes so, like they put the cocaine and they cut their lines and they do the things but he picked that whole bottle up and his nose and sniffed and i was like <gasps> and jen was like what and i'm like did he just snort a whole bottle of cocaine? Like, what's going on here? And she was like, I think that was Poppers. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. That little brown bottle was Poppers. But then I looked at Jen and I said. Although with Hawk, it may have been cocaine. You never know. It may have been. But I lived in New York for three years and I never went to Fire Island once. Really? And when he walked out of that bathroom, I looked at Jen and I said, why did we never go to Fire Island? <laughs> Not that those mo- things are related. There's you know, a my Hulu desire movie to go that came that out bathroom. last year called uh, Fire Island. We should watch that. Yes, that's with um, Ma- um, Bowen, Bowen, Yang. Bowen Yang. Yeah. Uh, Margaret Cho, I believe, is in it. Cho? Cho. Cho. Um, so, yeah, so they're running on the beach, and Hawk is like, come with me, Skippy. I want to show you something. And he takes him to the woods. And uh, it was very just animalistic like you part the leaves and it's just naked men doing shit with each other wiener as far as the eye can see there is a campground locally here in the central florida area well that happens and have you ever been there i have not but they ain't bought ads so don't name them i'm not going to but however if you go there because i don't want to i don't want to feel like i'm shaming them i'm just gonna say like i went in a very similar experience somebody's like hey let's walk down this trail and we get into this trail and you start you start hearing things and you're like what is is there there an animal in pain (gasps) there's bears in the woods (laughs) there's bears everywhere and they seem to be in pain there's a lot of and I'm like, what's it? What's going on? I'm in a bear trap. And so I, <laughs> I smoked. I smoked during this time. So I lit a cigarette. Holy shit! The light of the the, <laughs> the light from the lighter lit the men around you. There's just bears attacking each other. Yeah. Um, you got to bring bear mates with you. Me of like of um that Modern Family when the three kids walk in on um Claire and Phil having sex. And they're running around. They're running away. And they're like, what was happening? And Luke says, I don't know what they were doing. But whatever it was, it looks like dad was winning. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, there's some some bear fighting going on in the woods. And then uh, we cut back to Marcus. He's arguing with Frankie. And um, basically, he's telling him what happened. With He goes, what is wrong with you? And he goes, I'm just distracted by one of my students. Um, And he tells us what's going on. And um, Frankie isn't getting what he wants from Marcus. And I thought this was really good. Um, Marcus asked him, he goes, um, he goes, what is it that you want? And Frankie looks at him and goes, I'm trying to figure that out. And I was like, oh, yeah, you tell Marcus. 
because he is like he's coming around. He's not as bad as Hawk, but he's like he was annoying me in the beginning of this episode. I'm like, Marcus, pull your head out of your ass. That's their formula for Marcus. Yeah. Marcus is a douche in the beginning of the episode and he redeems himself by the end. It's what they do in every episode. Yeah. But are you really learning anything if by the beginning of the next episode you're a douche but again? But it's a different decade. It's a different and kind he's got of different, different problems. I mean, and, and when he talks, it's like, yeah, I mean, his whole life has been a fight, but both of their lives have always yeah. been a fight. So it's just that he's distracted and there's, you know, he still hasn't hit the point where he's coming out. Yeah. And that's his struggle is Frankie is out. Yeah. And he is not. And he struggles with that. Yeah. And there's a, in the next thing we're going to talk about, there's a speech in that movie um, that Dan Levy. Oh, my God. Who goes by Daniel I, Levy. I could love that speech. Yes. But anyway, um, I wrote down. We'll talk about that later. But when, when Frankie says to him, I'm trying to figure that out, Marcus comes back with, well, let me know what you come up with. Yeah. Like, I think it's just a point. I think they're just at a point in their relationship where they're like, it's not a bad thing. It's just, yeah, figure out what you want and let me know, and let's see if we can meet somewhere here because it's not working for us. So we cut back to Hawk and Skippy. They're having dinner. Hawk tries to kiss Skippy, and Kippy's, Skippy's like, I can't. I have a boyfriend. He's a poet, and his name is Arthur. It's like, okay. Um, how very 1970s of you. So during this dinner, because Skippy uh, or Hawk earlier had said, I have something, uh, some news I want to share with you. And we find out that that news is he wants to leave his house in Fire Island to Skippy. He wants to put it in his name. Um, so they start to argue because at first Skippy's like, why would you want to leave me your house? And he's like, oh, I get it. You want to keep your gay house out of your family. You don't want the news. Do you own a gay house? So you want to put it in my name? Well, and because it seems like they were there were two things going on there. I mean, he's he's left his wife. And so if there's a divorce, they don't want to split up the assets and find out that he has a gay house. But also Skippy's concerned that he's going to kill himself. Yeah. And that's yeah, why that he's, he's giving, giving away. All of so, his you know, and obviously it's it's this whole episode is leading up to he's doing a bunch of drugs, drinking. He's not talking about his son's uh, overdose. Um, it's this kind of uh, inevitable ending of you're going to kill yourself. So um, uh, Hawk basically tells Skippy, you are nothing but judgment, um, which I thought was hilarious because while Hawk is is spiraling and he needs some help, um, Skippy does come across very judgy in this episode. He judges everyone for everything they do. And I get you have Arthur the poet at home and you're, you know, a Jesus folk, uh, Jesus guy now. But um, he seems very judgy in this. Well, I mean, in Skippy's defense, let's just point out that six months ago, Hawk's son died and Hawk is basically trying to screw, drink, and drug his way into death. And if that's how he deals with things, let him deal. I mean, I think at some point people close to you are allowed to judge you and try to help. But I mean, how close are you that you get a postcard once every, every only every time he's drunk? I don't know. I don't know. It's what it is. They're all there. They're obviously close enough for HBO to make or for Showtime to make a movie about it. Uh, miniseries. Uh, so <laughs> Skippy goes out to the pool. I'm print media. I don't care. And uh, Skip, they're all out there doing drugs. And Skippy to show that he is with uh, with the times. He's he's hip. He's cool with it. He goes and he takes a snort, a line of coke. Don't do it, Skippy. And takes a shot, and he just he dives down that rabbit hole. He's like, you know what? I'm gonna join you down there. And uh, he does some coke. He does some shots. Um, starts partying with Hawk and his friends. They go to 
uh, a club. Author Arthur is nobody anymore. Poet who? I don't know. Um, just out there living his best life, dancing on the dance floor, you know, shirts off. Something interesting happens during this scene. So he's sitting there staring, and he's kind of in, in like crazy drug land. And he's looking around, and he notices that all of Hawk's friends are coming together and crying. And yes, is it? But they're also playing at the same time the verdict in the Harvey Milk case. And I was confused, like, and then, but then after that, when like he leaves Fire Island, it it indicates that maybe once somebody in their group died. So were they all crying because somebody in their group died, or were they crying because of the verdict and the? I don't know because I don't think that they ever specified. No, they didn't. It was just weird because you couldn't tell what it was that they were upset about. They were they were upset about something, or maybe they were upset there wasn't enough blow in the bathroom. I don't know. It's you know either kind. It oh yeah indeed. Um, So they're all going partying. We cut back to Hawk's house. His daughter's going through his office. And uh, finds a card from Skippy um, with offering his condolences uh, six months earlier. Um, so it's got his business card in there. And she calls uh, the center to find out, you know, what uh, who this guy is and what he does. And uh, she finds out that he works at a gay, basically a gay uh, center. Um, and she realizes that her dad's she makes that connection. It's a homosexual. Um, so, uh, we cut back to the homeless student, or we go to the gay center, and the Isn't homeless it student comes interesting in. that Hawk agrees that he's a homosexual, but he's not gay? Oh, yeah, he, t- he talks about this. Because he sex with men, and that's why he's homosexual? Yeah, he tries to break down, and it, it reminded me nowadays, like, when older gay men tried to argue the fact between being gay and being queer. And he's like, I'm not gay, I'm homosexual. Homo meaning, uh whatever homo means and sexual meaning man man homo man sexual man sexual man sex (laughs) um it reminded me of the same argument that a lot of older gay men have i don't want to be called queer i'm gay and there's that distinction of what how we identify ourselves um and i thought it call yourself whatever you want dude i mean you're you're a you're a dude who, who has sex with other dudes so whatever word makes you feel comfortable um so, yeah, so we cut to the center. Um, Jerome is there. And uh, as you stated looking earlier. For services. Yeah, he's looking for services. Um, he doesn't know anyone that works there. He just walked in because he needs yeah, help. Yeah, because he needs help. Um, as stated by Marcus earlier, he smells and has been wearing the same clothes <laughs> for three days. So um, he comes in. I feel like he- I've been guilty of that. I was guilty of it this week. I was going to say. I mean, if you all think I showered while I was sitting around <laughs> doing nothing. Um, so this is all going on while Dan White, who is the guy who shot and killed Harvey Milk, um, the verdict just came in. He got manslaughter. Um, he was up for first degree murder, which carried the death penalty. And they were like, no, no, no. You remember that? The whole Twinkie defense? It was All the, I wrote about that is the Twinkie defense is some bullshit. Yeah. Basically, the processed sugars of Twinkies and other- uh, He was depressed, and he was yeah. drinking a lot of sugary drinks and eating a lot of Twinkies, and, and the it sugar messed with made his him mind and told him to go kill Harvey Milk. So he got- um, uh, I don't remember what his actual- what he got, but it was- Manslaughter. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I think his, it was just parole. Yeah. So he did not get the death penalty. He did not get life in prison. Um, so- What was his name? 
uh, Dan White, um, which is why they call it the White Knight murder or the White Knight riots. Oh. Um, so uh, Freddie's there, um, or not Freddie? I'm sorry, Frankie um, is there, and Marcus is there. They're at the center, and Frankie's getting. He's, they're going ready to march. They're going to march. Oh, seven years. So he got seven. I don't years. know what he spent though, because you know I don't know if you picked up on this, but Skippy got twelve years and only served a year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they're like getting ready to go march because the gays are upset, and Marcus is telling Frankie, "No, you're not going. It's going to be dangerous out there." And Marcus starts to draw this line between being black and being gay, and he's like, "What have they done for you?" And Frankie's like, "Screw you! I'm going." And he goes, "You can do it. You can stay here and be." Whatever he says, cowardice if you want, I'm going. And he leaves, and as he's yelling at him and he says that to him, you know, what have they ever done for you? They cut, and you see Jerome is standing there, and he's looking at him. And he's like, you can see in his eyes, he's like, fuck you, teacher. <laughs> and um, so they go, and and the white, uh, white night riots happen um, when they go and march in the streets. And... Um, what are they? Oh, the, one of the uh, the reporters are like the angry gays are attacking City Hall in one of the little newsreels. Oh, they no, see. here, no, here's what it says. Um, the news anchor says it was a night of angry gays. There, yes, that was like the report the next day, and indeed it was the angry gays. So, um, yeah, so they're marching the streets, and uh, uh, the cops start roughing them up, and we we cut to. What was it called? The Elephant Bar? Yes. Yes, the Elephant Bar. Marcus um, sees Jerome in the street. He's got like a gash on his head or something. So they take him in, and he's cleaning it up, and the cops bust in, and they just start beating people. Um, and that's, uh, that's what they did. They just they were like, hey, this is our opportunity to beat up some queers. Is this the point where they, like, is this what they were referring to? They took their badges off and went in and beat people yes. up? Because I was wondering how they didn't go to jail. Yeah, they took their badges off so you couldn't see their names. However, they're wearing their police uniforms, so you know they're fucking cops. Right. Um, but they're in there with their batons, and Marcus, um, Jerome is on the floor, and they're beating him, and he goes and he shoves the cops off, and he hovers over Jerome so that he takes the baton hits uh, instead of Jerome, which I thought was really nice of him because, <laughs> you know, yeah. they're beating the shit out of him. He's like, I'll, you know, I will protect you. I am your teacher. Um, they, didn't, they didn't look incredibly beat up. After that, though, do you think? I mean, they had tiny little nightsticks. I don't think. First of all, first, the cops probably hit like pussies. Secondly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> secondly, it's television, so you can't hit them in the face. You still got scenes to shoot, so all body shots, all body shots. Yeah, I'm sure their bodies were beaten up. Um, so, um, uh, one of the things, and because th they cut back to the Hawk and Skippy, but I want to stick with this really quick. Um, when they come in and they're beating them and they go outside and um, it's a very Les Mis moment because they're all standing out there and the cops are across the street and they're all standing there and Marcus kisses Frankie and uh, Freddie Frankie. Frankie. Well, I, can't, I never remember this man's name. Um, and then they all start chanting Harvey. Um, and it's a good it's a big, powerful moment. And. Um, it's like, you know, you can beat us, you can, you know, beat the shit out of us, bust into our bars, um, but that's not going to stop the movement. Um, so uh, to wrap up the, where the hell did the Skippy stuff go? Um, oh, this part. Ugh. So they're at the club 
and they ditch Skippy, Hawk and uh, Boy Toy, and uh, Skippy comes Hawk back. Hawk and Wham. Yeah. Hawk, uh, Skippy comes back, and he's like, um, like, where did you go? Sounds like an action. And, uh, Hawk and Wham. Hawk's like, oh, uh, Boy Toy said that you were uh, you met somebody there. And he goes, I didn't. He's a liar. And he's like, uh, oh, come on, boys. Why don't you kiss and make up? So Hawk tries getting him to kiss, and uh, then a full-on threesome starts. And it's more like a two and a half some. Yeah, like Skippy's like, I ain't into, I ain't into Wham. I'm not gonna go after. I don't want to touch Wham. So then he convinces him. He's like, well, because you know, one thing we didn't say is Hawk is like, he's constantly on drugs and drunk. Mm-hmm. So performing is not really something he's up for. Yeah. But he really likes Skippy, so Skippy just lays on the bed and makes out with Hawk so that he can perform certain acts on Wham. Yes. And while he's going to town, or getting ready to go to town. Pound town, to be Pound exact. town on Wham Man. <laughs> he sees a picture of his son. That Wham was looking that at That Wham was looking at. Now, Skippy was also, Wham and Skippy were having a moment where they were looking at the photo, but Wham is the one who pulled it out of the box. So he had it on the nightstand, and Hawk sees it, and he's like, what is this? What is this? And Boy Toy's like, I just wanted to get to know you. And Hawk's like, I'll fucking kill you. And he starts to choke him. And uh, he gets a – Skippy breaks him up, and uh, he's like, you're an asshole. And he storms out, and then Hawk loses it. He starts crying, and it reminded me of that scene. You're not a Harry Potter fan, but at the end of uh, the fourth movie, Caitlin knows what I'm talking about. Um, when Cedric comes back through um, out of the thing and Hawk is on the bed and he's like, my boy, <laughs> my boy. And he's like just bawling because his son's dead. Um, I, I've seen that scene. Oh, have you seen it? Oh, well, there I've you go. I've seen all the Harry Potter movies. Oh, well, the la- last week when I made a Harry Potter reference, you seemed like you didn't understand it. Well, I mean, I've seen them all once. I can't quote the thing, or especially when they speak gibberish. They wave a stick and they're like blibbity blibbity blib. Like I don't know, mm. bibbity bobbity boo. That is from Cinderella. Abinaganeva. That is from Harry Potter. Abinaganever. Abinaganever. I'm not really entirely sure what they're saying. I just know the inflection. They just make up sounds as if those are real cities and real names. Anyway, so my boy is dead, and he loses it, and he starts crying. And uh, him and Skippy um, have that moment. It was one of the Weasleys, right? No? Sure. <laughs> it wasn't one of the Weasleys? Twilight. The one who died. Twilight oh. died. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm sorry. It's later on that one of the Weasleys kicks it. Spoiler alert. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to ruin <laughs> Harry Potter for you. So, um, so yeah, so he has his emotional breakdown, and Skippy thinks that we they've reached a a a, a moment where it's like a a, a breakthrough, th- yeah, breakthrough, an insight. And then uh, the next day he comes in, and there's Hawk at the breakfast table snorting some coke, and he's like, "What? He goes, did we learn nothing? He goes, it's just a morning pick me up. Um, so he's like, you know what? If you're gonna die, then just do it already. I'm done with this." And Skippy leaves. And he has a really, like, close mouth lecture moment, which is kind of weird, I thought. Like, he gets mean? right up into his face. 
And he's like, oh, yeah. going to die, dude. You, I'm you doing it without me. You just die. <laughs> Talking through his teeth. Um, and then he leaves. Every time, because I know that obviously from the beginning of the show, when they cut back to the 80s, we know that Skippy and, and uh, Hawk did not end on good terms. So throughout this whole show, I'm like, when they have their arguments, I was like, is this it? Is this what made you not talk to him? So I think this is it. Because there's only one episode left. I think this was the moment where Skippy said, I'm done with you. And he left. So, um, Do you think that's the big rift? It's got to be something else. That I can't mean, be the big rift. I, like the, they only- then they don't see each other. And then after that, Skippy's like, I'm going to die and I don't want him to know. I mean, I think this might be it. That's a lame rift. That's lame. You should have reached out, Skippy. That's a lame rift. Um, in between all of this, Hawk's daughter... Um, was watching um, uh, some old movies and uh, Lucy comes in and sees her watching the films and um, she's like, you know, she has that moment with uh, her daughter and she's like, you know, women of my generation, we just closed our eyes. We we knew what was going on, but we just pretended it wasn't happening. So why don't you stop fucking judging me? (laughs) Now, do you want a cigarette? Oh, never mind. You're pregnant. Um, and she's just kind of like, you know, they have a really touching moment, but she's kind of like, you just need to understand what women were like then. Um, I think the actress's name is Allison. Allison Williams. She killed it that episode. Yes. she. I, I love her. She's so good in Fantastic. this episode. For those who, um, maybe you're watching this, you're like, where do I know her from? She is the one who does the rimming scene in Girls, the, t- the HBO TV show. She is also the lead in Megan. And she's the girlfriend in Get Out. Yes, she is also the girlfriend in Get Out. Um, so the show ends back in the 80s. Hawk is in Skippy's apartment, and then he goes back to the hospital. Skippy has had another seizure, and he comes in, and Skippy is is uh, asleep. And Hawk kisses him on his head, and he stays at his bedside as we cut to credits with one episode to go. Dun, dun, dun. What's going to happen? It was a night of angry gays. <laughs> they cracked that, me up. Write that down. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> um, I, I kind of, I was telling you this earlier. What I find fascinating about this, and it doesn't bother me at all that it spans decades, it kind of hits highlights of, of people's lives that grew up during all this. I couldn't imagine being an adult like a young adult during the lavender scare and then going from that to, you know, this, um, like it's just one crisis after the other. And then, so you go from that to Harvey milk and fighting for your rights. And then right after that is the AIDS epidemic. It's like, it's just insanity and it's, and it spans decades and it makes me like, first of all, I, I think of the strength that people must have. This is why I like Marcus's character a lot. Because his character is one that has to evaluate this from multiple angles every time something comes up. Because it's not just that he's queer, it's that he's black. And he's got to maneuver that the whole the whole way through. Like imagine in 1978 if, 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 a, if a black gay teacher in a classroom told a kid to shut up and that everything's okay with gay people. And that he's gay. I mean, it would have been the end of everything for him. And so... I find it just fascinating, but it also makes me concerned because we, I mean, like we talked about that house bill earlier and we've got, you know, we've got our struggles as all generations do, but we didn't have these struggles. Yeah. And it just makes me think like what, 
so much happened in a relatively short couple of decades. Like, what the hell is what the hell does the, does the next decade have in store for us? Yeah, yeah. Or um, the next year, depending on this election. Yeah, I know. definitely feel, and I, I would have really appreciated more episodes on this miniseries. I feel like we're getting one episode of this. We're going to go right into the AIDS crisis. We're going to get one episode of that. Um, I think that this definitely could have been easily a couple of seasons um, spent on each one of these. We didn't even touch Stonewall, which happened right. a decade earlier. And I think this is why, though. <laughs> I think it's because they're they're telling the story as it relates to Hawk and Skippy. It's their story, and the and so they weren't in New York, they weren't in Stonewall, but they have they were in D.C. and they've moved to and Skippy's moved to San Francisco, so that was part of their lives. Yeah, and I think that is why, at least for me, it feels like everything to do with Marcus and Frankie is an afterthought. Like I don't feel like we're getting enough time with them, and I think it's because there's they this focus on Skippy and Hawk. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're not gonna put put the as much attention to that couple. Or, or their struggles, then spin it off and do its own show. Don't, don't. I feel like it's just, particularly the last couple episodes, I feel like it's just scenes dropped in there to say, oh, don't forget these guys exist. Um, so I think I think this would have benefited. Kind of like how we treat more... the Christmas movies that we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, <laughs> like, um, oh, we're at an hour and a half. Let's throw in a movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so one episode left. and uh, uh, we'll Rotten talk- Tomatoes, they both went down a point. Oh, did on they? On both sides. Just uh-huh. one point, though. So it's basically been the same. <clears throat> Very nice. It was nice 95 parents. 87, it's 94 86. So then we decided to watch another another gay Christmas movie. Yes. Um, last, uh, I'm sorry, this is 2020's Happiest Season, uh, which is a holiday romantic comedy. It is directed by uh, Clea Duvall. Um, who is an actress. Um, if you watch Veep, she was in Argo. She was in The Faculty. But I'm a cheerleader. But I'm a cheerleader. Um, she was an actress uh, for many, many years. And she co-wrote and directed this. She co-wrote it uh, with Mary Holland, who plays Jan, uh, Jane in this movie. Um, I love Jane. Yes. But it makes sense that Clea Duvall was... Um, is she related to Robert Duvall? No. Totally different spelling. Oh, is it? Yeah. <laughs> Not on my page. <laughs> um, once I saw that that she wrote it, it made sense that Kristen Stewart was cast. <laughs> so, yeah, we will start this off. You are not the biggest Kristen Stewart fan. You know, I this is my very first note of the show, because right off the bat, Kristen Stewart's character is like, I don't like Christmas. Oh, and I'm like, Kristen Stewart doesn't like Christmas. Shocking. <laughs> I'm so, um, just to give you a like brief synopsis, um, uh, Kristen Stewart plays Abby, um, who I'm sure you all know from Twilight. Um, she also is an Oscar-nominated actress from Spencer. Um, she played Princess Diana, and her partner Harper, who is played by Mackenzie Davis, who was in Blade Runner 2049, Terminator Dark Fate, Tully, The Martian. Um, she's in a bunch of movies. I know hard time. <laughs> I don't know if I can say this. I'm just going to say this. I, I try to look it up to see if it to make sure it wasn't some kind of something severely wrong, but sure her eyes seem to work independently, independently of, each other. of each other, and it was it just I couldn't stop focusing on it. Like you know, I think most people their eyes move right and left together, but these were it's not like they were going separate or she was cross eyed or anything. It's just it's like if there were two people in the room, it just looked like she could follow each of them. 
with one eye. It threw me off, is all I'm saying. I did not notice that, but I will go back and rewatch it now because I will now look for that. <laughs> um, so Harper and, and uh, Abby, they've been dating for about uh, a year or two. I don't remember the exact time frame. Probably um, a day or two. So um, Harper, as you mentioned earlier, loves Christmas, but Abby doesn't because Abby's parents died when she was 19, probably on Christmas Day. <laughs> so she's like, mm, I don't celebrate Christmas because my parents are dead. Um, and she was going to go live in a bat cave, but somebody already was living there. So, <laughs> so um, they're on like a little tour of like uh, the neighborhood looking at Christmas lights and stuff. Um, they break off from the group. They're chatting, and they fall off the. It's that very slapsticky. Some of this is a little too slapsticky for me. But Kristen Stewart falls off the roof onto an inflated snowman, and then a lady and her S and F reindeer come out of the house, and she's got like a whip, and she's like, "I didn't tell you to come out of the house." And then she whips him. It's very weird opening to a movie that's she supposed to be a little Christmas. Must have been movie. Vixen. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> um. So they run off, and um, they're Harper and Abby, they're in love, and they're enjoying themselves. So Harper's like, hey, why don't you come spend Christmas with me and my family? Um, and Abby's like, nah, I don't know. I've got pets to watch. I still am not clear on this. Were they her pets, or is she a pet watcher? I think she's a pet watcher. Okay. It's her job. Because I wasn't understanding exactly, because uh, later on in, they're, they're talking about how her and Abby live together, or Abby and Harper live together. And um, her sister's like, but isn't it a one-bedroom apartment? And when um, they cut to when John's tending the fish, I was like, that is not a one-bedroom apartment. That's yeah, a no. nice house. No, so a, I guess she attends to these pets. She's a caretaker for pets. And um, Harper's like, find someone to take care of them. Come with me. I want you to meet my family. So uh, cut to the next morning, and Abby is all pro-Christmas. She puts on some Christmas music. And she's like, I am ready to come meet your parents. I think she even smiled. She did. She did smile. And Harper's like, mm, I was high on Christmas wine last night. I don't think this is a good idea. And she's like, I know how you feel about Christmas. And she's like, no, no, no. I want to go. I want to go. And so she's like, I, I'm, I'm going to go with you. And she's like, oh, OK. So Abby goes and meets her friend John, who's played by Dan Levy. Um, who in this movie goes by Daniel Levy. I don't know if you noticed that. Changed, oh, does he? He changed his name to his grown-up name. It's like that whole Clark Kent and the yeah. glasses thing. Yeah. He's like, I'm Daniel Levy. I'm not Daniel Oh, Levy. you mean in the credits. Yeah, I, in the credits. I thought even his character name was that. <laughs> I was like... <laughs> no, his, his character's name is John. But the credits he's credited as John, or Daniel Levy. So um, they he goes to the jewelry store with Abby, and uh, he's going to watch the pets and everything for her. And then they go, and she picks up a ring, and he realizes she's going to propose to Harper. And she's like, I love her, and I'm going to propose to her. And John's like, uh, John's like, no, no marriage. Marriage bad. And he goes into this whole spiel. Because it's heteronormative. Yeah, it's heteronormative, like and it's own. Well, you don't feel that way because you're married. Well, yeah, because it's not because I wanted to get like like she says I want to get married. I want the whole world to know it. It doesn't. It's not heteronormative. You know what? It was stolen, or it was it was kept from us for so long. It's not heteronormative. It's normative. Calm down, straighty. So she you wants to hear Daniel, <laughs> Dan, Daniel. So um, yeah, she gets a ring, and she's like, I just want people to know that Harper is my person. And just to make John's head blow up even more, she goes, 
I want to go and meet her family because I want to ask her father's permission to marry her. And John's like, yeah, it's like head just pops. So um, they're heading up there and Abby's like all nervous and excited. And she's like, I'm going to meet the parents. And Harper looks fucking terrified. And she pulls over. And, she's and, like, and again, it, it could just be the eyes. It could be. <laughs> um, so she pulls over and she's like, I got to tell you something. And uh, Abby's like, what? What is it? And she's like, remember when I told you I came out to my parents? I'm a liar. I did not come out to my parents. I told them you're my roommate and that you're a sad little orphan and that's why you're coming home with me. And Caitlin's mouth just dropped. I'm taking Caitlin has not seen this movie yet. And and if if she had seen Twilight, she would know that her girlfriend is not that good of an actress (laughs) and could never pull this off. I disagree. I think she is adorable in this movie, but we'll get to that. So um, she just found out. Did y'all hear that? My eyes just rolled. (laughs) She just found out that her girlfriend is still in the closet and she's got to pretend to be the roommate uh, for this uh, this event. So Abby says the one thing you're not supposed to say in movies, she's like, it's only five days. How bad can it be? Dun, dun, dun. Well, now it's going to be shit, Abby, because you kept your, you didn't keep your mouth shut. Um, so they get there. You meet Harper's parents, played by Victor Garber. Love him. Openly gay man. For those who don't watch, um, what was that show that Jennifer Gardner was on? Alias. Alias. He was on Alias. For those and who don't watch built Alias, Titanic. he was the guy who built the Titanic in yeah. 1997's Titanic. Um, he is married to Mary Steenburgen, who in real life is married to Ted Danson. Who in real life is a gem in every oh movie, my God. Everything every TV she show. Does, Adorable. You I love put her. Mary Steenburgen in a show, and I'm gonna love it. She was in Back to the Future Three. She was in Parenthood. She was in. Oh God, she was so um, good in Parenthood. Uh, oh, that one, the Christmas one, Four Christmases. She's with oh, that. Yeah. Um, she pops up in everything. Yeah, and she's, she's fantastic. You could even put her in a movie with Kristen Stewart, and I'd still like the movie. Yes, I will say. For all the love I have for the actress Mary Steenburgen, I hate this lady. <laughs> there, She's a terrible person. Harper's mother is a terrible woman, and I'm glad she she realizes that by the end. Uh, but along with marrying the, mar- meeting the parents, you meet probably the best person in this movie, um, Harper's sister, Jane, who is played by co- co-writer of this screenplay, Mary Holland. She is delightfully weird. Yes. she write- She's working on a D&D style fantasy book. Yeah, she's like the one that, that, that nobody wants to admit is part of the family. Yeah, she's the the ugly stepchild. Quirky. Yes, crazy. nobody run, she gets no attention from anybody. Oh my god, I wrote um, this down. So when Harper first comes in and and she, the dad's there, he yells, "Oh goodness, where is it?" Well, he goes, "Oh, my perfect girl." And 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 the daughter walks up to hug him and then this girl, Jane, yeah. is in the corner. She goes, "Hi, dad." <laughs> It is. I love Jane so much, um, and we find out later at the very end of the movie that um, her parents gave up on her because she was biting everyone in preschool. Yeah, and they're like, "We just gave up on her once she was started biting everyone." Instead of just dealing with the issues. Because they were just so like embarrassed by yeah. the imperfection of such a yes. creature that they were. Because like, this no. this family, it, their entire existence is about being that perfect family. Um, we also hear, we'll meet her later, but Sloan, um, Harper has a third sister, Sloan, 
who's played by Allison Brie, who was in Community, Mad Men, Glow, big TV do you know actress. That she, do you know that she's in the Lego movies? As who? Unikitty. <gasps> I did not know she was the voice of Unikitty. Yep. Oh, God I bless I wrote that her. down just for you. God bless her. Um, we do hear before she gets there that her and her husband uh, went to Yale. They were lawyers. But uh, they gave it up to raise their twins and make gift baskets, which I'm which, sure was a huge disappointment to their parents. Which they describe as something much more intricate than Oh, gift yeah. Once, once they get there and they're like, it's like, you know, um, items, uh, certain selected items that are presented on a piece of driftwood from, I don't know, from Jesus. Um, <laughs> but Gwyneth Paltrow apparently gave him a shout out on Goop. So, you know, more power to him. As uh, part of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Not in real life. In the movie. Wouldn't it be funny if Gwyneth Paltrow did on Goop, didn't realize it was a movie? And she's like, she's you've like, got to try these, you've gotta these try their Jesus gym plank baskets. So good. So good. <laughs> um, so um, obviously, since Abby is the poor roommate orphan, she can't stay in the room with Harper. So they take her down to Jane's basement. Excuse me. <laughs> Jane's basement bedroom. Get Sorry. all clamped over the fact that I she am. had to stay in the basement. I just can't believe they wouldn't let her be a part of the family. Um, so um, she takes her down there, and that's where she's staying. And this part uh, breaks my heart for Jane. So they're down there, and Jane's like, yeah, this was my room, blah, blah, blah. I hope you really enjoy it. And the mom goes, you can go to your home now, Jane. You can meet us for dinner later. And she, like, tells her to leave. She's like, you know, it's the holidays. Let your children hang out. She's like, all right, you can go back to your place now. Um, so as she's getting settled in, um, she's like, I'm sorry that it's all cluttered and everything. She goes, but it's probably better than the orphanage. And Abby's like, I was 19 when my parents died. So I wasn't an orphanage. So the mom goes, this cracked me up. She goes, mm, so you're one of the lucky ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, she is so oblivious. Um, so they go to dinner and um, we find out at dinner that Harper's ex, uh, high school boyfriend, Connor, has been invited to dinner, who's still single, hoping that they get those crazy kids get together. Um, so it's a very awkward dinner. Harper and Abby go to the bathroom and Harper's like, I'm so sorry. I didn't know he was coming. I promise there'll be no more surprises. And of course, as soon as they step out of the bathroom, there's a big old surprise in Riley, uh, who is walking into the bathroom who is Harper's hi secret high school girlfriend, um, who is played by Aubrey Plaza from The White Lotus and Parks and Rec. Um, oh, you know what? She's You ever have like an, a, an actor that the first thing you see them in is how you judge them? Mm -hmm. I mean, much like me in Twilight movies with Kristen Stewart. Um, she, was a, she was a bad person in Criminal Minds, but she was so good at it that now I can't stand her in anything um, because I'm always seeing that character. But I did, she was great in this. I One thing, and I know you're not going to like this, um, Audrey Plaza and Kristen Stewart both have a very, an image problem as far as they are seen as the characters that they played. Everybody sees Kristen Stewart as the Twilight Lady. And everybody sees Aubrey Plaza as the, um, as Park and Rex, the, the weird girl. Both of them, I thought, shined in this movie. I thought both of them did stepped out of their normal comfort zone and were fantastic. You're just saying in that this. because Kristen Stewart smiled once. Um, <laughs> that scene. Okay, I'm just gonna jump to this just to say. Sure. I agree with you for the most part, except at the end when there was that big blow up and she's at the bottom of the stairs and she's just like, 
I'm going to go get my stuff. Yes, she was sad. And that is not the best time to kick her while she's down. <laughs> um, so uh, we find out that Riley is Harper's uh, closeted uh, girlfriend. And that when she found, like, they found one of her, she put a little love letter in Harper's locker. And when they found it, Harper's like, ugh, that's that dyke who's obsessed with me. And I'm like, girl, you are, the more, the longer this movie goes on, the more, I was like, Harper, you're a bitch. I hope that Abby and (laughs) Riley end up together because you're a horrible human being. She's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, So... Uh, they go back to the table and there's this part, the scene, which kind of explains why Harper hasn't come out to her parents. They're like, oh, hey, we ran into Riley coming out of the bathroom. And the mom and dad are like, mm, yeah, you know, she went to law school and they mentioned her unfortunate lifestyle choices. And I was like, yeah, I can see why Harper doesn't want to tell her parents she's a lesbian because they're assholes. Was um, it the acting jobs that she takes? Is that no. what? <laughs> that wasn't her horrible life choices. Harper. Not Abby Harper. <laughs> um, so um, Abby, um, yeah, Abby wakes up and there's two children staring at her, and uh, it turns out those are Sloane's kids. Sloane uh, has come into town with her husband Eric, um, and we find out as uh, they're all hanging out, Abby and Sloane are very competitive, and we find out there's this theme with this family where the three dot, da- well, two daughters, the third daughter was basically cast out early. But the other two daughters, their entire existence is about competing for the love and affection of their parents. Um, So um, that's kind of the theme that's running through this movie, Um, which we'll skip through some of this stuff. Can I just point out, though, like the father's running for mayor. Yes. And that's why they're all in town. He's going to run for mayor and they're and they're trying to to woo the political whatever's like the 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 big the, donors the big donors yeah. and so they're they're they get introduced to Anna Gasteyer who plays the big donor now the the one the one girl that the that the husband ends up in a closet with her oh yes his uh campaign manager oh so the campaign yeah. manager inter- is like introduces her assistant to them and she's like although one day I don't know if you've caught this, but she's she just says, "Oh, he's great. One day, um, we'll all be working for him." And he goes, "Oh, you're too kind." <laughs> and just the way that he looked at her, I had to rewind it. It was hilarious. I did not notice that. Um, but uh, yeah, so we meet all these people. Well, then I'm um, glad I wasted thirty seconds <laughs> of our show to talk about it when we're gonna run four hours long. Um. So they, one of the big things that this family does is a white elephant party on their New Year or the, on Christmas Eve. So uh, Sloane and Abby go to the mall uh, to pick up the gifts, or to because she needs to get a white elephant gift. And while she's there, the two little snot-nosed brat Brats. twins um, slip a necklace into Abby's bag and gets her uh, pulled into mall security's office, which. Um, I can't remember who the girl. I've seen her in something. Yeah, she's in like I think she's in nine one one, Brooklyn nine one one. Oh, okay. Brooklyn the tall guy is from Veep. Yeah. Um, he's the White House liaison oh, in yeah. Veep, and that they're just busting on on uh, Abby um, about stealing oh, this she's necklace. That girl, you know that movie with um, David Spade or David Spade, um, where it's like the wrong 
so and so, the wrong Molly. I don't know where he texts somebody so. and he's like, "Let's go to the." He texts this girl and he's like, I, "I love you," and it's a supermodel, and it's like, "Let's go to this island." Blah 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 blah. And so, but he had texted the wrong girl, and it's this oh, crazy. Girl. I don't think I've seen that it's movie. It's her, and she's hilarious, and it's a great movie. You should see it anyway. I will check that one out. Um, so because of this. <clears throat> And uh, they realize that she's a she stole uh, a necklace which she didn't actually steal. She's asked not to attend this fundraiser dinner, and they're like, you know, it just would be better if you didn't because the campaign manager was at right. the store uh, when she gets caught. So uh, while the whole family's out to this campaign dinner, Abby goes out on the town, who runs into Riley. And they hang out. She takes her to a drag bar, and that's where the happiness happens. Um, and uh, they find out that that's when Abby finds out about uh, how the way that Harper treated Riley. And she's like, wow, that doesn't sound like the Abby I know or the Harper I know. Um, so then she gets a text from uh, Harper, and she's like, hey, you can come join us now. I'm with my friends at this straight bar. So she meets her there, and she's just not – feeling it harper's a very different person with these straight she friends. ditches her all the time yeah she's she's not she a, leaves her alone by herself yeah she's not a good person and doesn't stand up to her parents when her parents say she stole the necklace yeah i don't understand so she's like listen i'm just gonna go home and she goes text me when um when you're heading back and she's sitting there and she's waiting she's waiting and harper stays out with her ex high school boyfriend all night and when Abby comes in to check on her in the morning, and she's like, "Why are you being so suffocating?" It's Which like was so out of left field. Yeah, when did you turn into such a bitch? Terrible. I, I if I was Abby, I just said, "We're done. I'm going home." On my way down, I'm going to tell your mother and your father you're a, you're a lesbian. FYI, I'm going to out you because you're a horrible person. Um, and then Harper tries to gaslight her into being like it's her fault. She's like, you're just really stifling me. I think we should take a break. And we all know how that ends up. Who watch Friends? Mm -hmm. We know how breaks end. Um, so um, we cut to Christmas night. We're at the White Elephant Party. Harper and Abby are different wavelengths. Um, and Abby's like just down and out. And she's totally Twilight Kristen Stewart now. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And John bursts in. He's like, I came to check on you and see if you're okay. And there's this theme running through the whole movie that cracks me up. Because uh, every time John calls her and says, what are you doing? What are you doing at the mall? What are you doing here? And she's like, how do you know where I'm at? And he's like, I'm tracking you. I track everyone. So he tracks all of his friends. So he and, knows exactly and where she is. there's a running joke where he's killed the fish that oh, he's supposed yes. to be watching. Also. And he's replacing them. And he's, he's killed a fish and he's replacing it. Um, but so he burst in. And he's like, you know, I'm going, uh, I'm going to get you out of here. You need to get out of here. So um, at Harper's talking with uh, her boyfriend and Abby's like, you know, I'm going to get the hell out of here. Oh, there's this one part right before the part I thought was hilarious. Um, the mom comes down. And is like, I can't find my Christmas brooch, Abby. <laughs> Do you know where it's at? And she's like, no, I don't. And she's like, okay. If it just happens to end up back where it was, there will be no questions asked. <laughs> I just want my brooch back. She's like, okay. Um, which cracked me up. I thought that was thief. hilarious. Because she's a thief. Um, so uh, uh, 
Abby and Harper go to the basement and they start to argue. And she's like, you know what? I'm just going to leave because you're a terrible person and I don't know who you are anymore. And she's like, no, please understand. I love you. And so she kisses her and she's like, please don't leave. And she kisses her just as Sloan walks in and she sees them doing all sorts of lesbian stuff. And she's like, I'm going to tell. So she's like, no, 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 don't no tell. tell. And then the mad cat, the, 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 the campy, you know, oh, we're fighting and things are getting knocked over. It's kooky and crazy. And uh, she's and like, don't tell. And they stumble into a closet. And they stumble into a closet where uh, Sloan's husband is making out with the campaign manager. And she's like, we talked about this. You're not supposed to do this here. And dun, dun, dun. yeah, so they're separated. Abby's like, I'm going to tell on you. So then they go in there and they're arguing and fighting. And uh, Sloan's like, Abby's a, or uh, Harper is a lesbian. And Harper goes, no, she's a liar. And as she says, you're a liar. She locks eyes with Abby. And Abby's like, mm, Harper, no, no, Harper. And she's like, I'm out of here. And uh, part of this white elephant gift is Jane worked a hundred hours on this painting. It's a beautiful a painting. Beautiful painting of beautiful. downtown. And they're fighting and Harper breaks it over Sloane's head when she says, I'm a lesbian. And she's like, Jane's like, I just want to be a part of things. You never let me be a part of things. So she jumps in the fight to be a part of things. And they're fighting and they knock over the Christmas tree. And Abby's like, this shit be crazy. I'm out. So she walks out and John's like, um, you know, that's some crazy shit. And Abby's like, yeah, I hate her now and I don't want to be with her. And that's when John gives this really impassioned speech about um, uh, just, everybody's journey is different. Yeah, but what's he talks about like outcomes are different because – Abby's parents were very accepting of her when she came out. Yeah. John's father was not accepting of him and kicked him out. And he says, so everybody's story is different and it goes, it ranges from that end to that end. But what is always the same in everybody's story is that moment before you say the words and how petrified you are. Yeah. Cause you know that knowing. life is going to change yeah. after that moment. It was a great speech. Great speech. Go back and listen to it. Um, we don't have time to go over the whole thing. We don't have time um, to go over any of it. So they Rotten come, tomatoes, no, they come back into the house um harper basically says you know uh, the dad's like sloan why would you make such a lie about that and abby's staying there and the whole family's there and harper says it's not a lie i'm a lesbian and she says i love you abby and she's like mm, too late uh it's just too much too weird i can't Team edward i'm out yeah so she's out uh she's like pull the chocks we're rolling out and uh so um the the, the moral of the story they all make up Abby ends up making up with Harper and uh, they're like, you know, we're going to, you're, you're my person. You're my whole person. And out of the corner of her eye, they're at a gas station and out of the corner of her eye, John's like, mm, do it. And Abby's like, okay, John said I have to, so I'm going to take you back. So I thought that was weird. Like this whole thing, it's like, Abby, can you not make up your own mind? But she looks out of the corner of her eye and John's like, mm, say yes. And she's like, okay, I say yes. Um, and, uh, everything ends up fine yeah it's cute because john's real job is that he's like a book publisher or he works with authors and gets, and he gets james so book he gets published james that's the real happy and jane ending. becomes like really cool and 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 people start to like her and that's great and then the guy wins the mayor he does he for, went, becomes mayor i just i'll just point this out and i get 30 seconds to do this so the the mother has been trying to document 
the 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 mayoral race the whole time because she yes. wants to to, to on get, Instagram on Instagram and get the kids votes and all this kind of stuff. So at the end of it, during the credits, they do all the photos that she took and all the little things that she did, and it and it says it's really cute because that's how you find out what happens to everybody. Except like I just don't understand. I told you about this earlier. Like they're getting fifty seven likes for the the one that said he was mayor. It got seventy two likes. I would yeah. think it would be higher than that. I would think even as the first lady of a city, she would have more than 72 friends that would like it. I mean, there's a running gag throughout the whole show that she has no idea how Instagram works. So I don't think she, she properly marketed the Instagram. So it probably was just... I also don't know how it works. So it was maybe all her friends at um, the the bridge club. And they're like, oh, yeah, she won. We like that. Do you know when they got in a fight and they put the thing over? And then, yes. and then Kristen Stewart tried to say something um, that the sister, the older sister, yelled, stay out of the Sappho. Did you catch that? What? What did she say? She yelled, stay out of the Sappho. Sappho? Yeah. I don't know like, what that is. is... Huh? Sapphic? I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know lesbian terms. And it made me laugh. <laughs> it actually made me laugh because I thought it was like, um, aren't isn't it like Sappho was on the island of Lesbo or something like that? Isn't that like I don't whole... know. I don't have internet, <laughs> and we don't have time, and we don't have time. We anyway. So movie ends up all fine, and everybody is happy, and then uh, they become wives. Uh Rotten Tomatoes. I'm gonna say. Uh, 85, 88. Uh, all right. So Rotten Tomatoes is, you said what? 85, 88? 83, 73. <gasps> Aw, no I, audiences. I will say this. I actually, I just, I gave Kristen Stewart a hard time. She was good in this and she's probably good in other things. I just, the Twilight things were a little too angsty or for me. No. Oh, good movie. The, um, the, 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 the Twilight movies, although I watch them all the time because I'm totally Team Jacob, um, I think um, she it, it was like that character, that angsty teen that's everything's so gray. It was it's just too much for me. But she was great in this, and it's actually if you're gonna watch a movie, a Christmas movie about the gays, this is a good one to do. Yeah, I thought it was a really good movie. I really dug it. Um, next week, yeah, uh, was, check in. Sappho was a was a, a Greek poet on the island of Lesbos. Oh well, there you go. Joke explained. Um, next week, we are going to be checking in another Christmas movie. Uh, Jingle All... Uh, I'm sorry. Not Jingle All The Way. Single <laughs> single All The Way on Netflix, which is that Michael Yuri movie. Uh, and that the came limited out last series year. finale. And the finale of Fellow Travelers on Showtime. Also, we're going to go see That's Nurse Blake tonight. So exciting. At Dr. Phillips. So um, we'll be talking about all that. But until then, the cork is back in the bottle.